Hey, Lizards, Gizmo here. I wanted to share some of the cigars we'll be smoking in May and June, so you can smoke along with us if you'd like. For Cubans, we've got Hoyo de Monterey Double Coronas, Partagas Aliados, H. Upman Half Coronas, and Monte Cristo Open Eagle. And for New Worlds, we've got Davidoff, Winston Churchill, and Bellicoso, Diamond Crown, Julius Caesar, TAA Shark, 2023, Liga Pravada, T-52 in Corona Viva, and Davidoff, Late Hour in Robusto, with much, much more to come. Have a suggestion? Email us. Hello at loungelizardspod.com. That's hello at loungelizardspod.com. All right, boys, let's talk about our presenting sponsor, Fabrica 5. Oh, yeah. It's a handcrafted and artisan story with the strong foundation of Rob Isla from Friends of El Habano and Bon Roberts fame with Hamlet Paredes, Master Blender, and Cuban Cigar Legend. Love you, Rob. They're already fantastically priced, but exclusive to Lizard listeners, they can get 10% off Con Anazo 5-packs and 25-count bundles starting right now. Using code LIZARDN6. That's coupon code LIZARDN6. What is Carlos Anzo says it? <laughs> <laughs> you can get worldwide free shipping as well on all orders over $125 US. The website is Fabrica005.com. That's Fabrica005.com. That's right. The more you buy, the more you save. Exactly. And it's important to note, boys, the Cononazzo is the same size. Siglo 6. Siglo 6. Can't wait exactly, to try it. From Cohibo. Oh, yeah. These cigars are crafted and refined by feedback from a hard-nosed tasting panel, the FOH community, and customers. That's How hard-nosed you. were you on that tasting yeah. panel? <laughs> yeah. I was pretty hard-nosed. You know, you are an elite insider. <laughs> Right. Did, did you retrohale? I just want to make sure you did. You can literally jump on the FOH forum right now and post detailed reviews that go straight to the powers that be. And you can tell Gizmo every <laughs> note that you got that he didn't Correct. from the retrohale. And Gizmo likes to get calls at 2 a.m. in bed. <laughs> Be part- <laughs> Become part of the FOH community today. Fabrica 5 is direct from the farm in Honduras to your hand, and they ship out of Miami, so there's no customs nightmare, which is awesome. That's awesome. Oh, Pagoda, you're safe. (laughs) Fair enough, you know. (laughs) Again, use code LIZARDN6, all one word, no space, for 10% off Cononazzo, five packs, and 25-count bundles starting right now at Fabrica005.com. That's Fabrica005.com. Free shipping on orders over $125 U.S. Must be 21 years of age or older to order. Fabrica 5. No boxes, no bands, no bullshit. And now, let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Lounge Lizards podcast. It's so good to have you here. It's a leisure and lifestyle podcast founded on our love of premium cigars, as well as whiskey, travel, food, work, and whatever else we feel like getting into. My name is Gizmo. Tonight, I'm joined by Rooster, Puba, Senator, Pagoda, Grinder, and Bam Bam, a full house of lizards, and our plan is to smoke a cigar, drink some scotch, talk about life, and of course, have some laughs. So take this as your 91st official invitation to join us and become a card-carrying lounge lizard. Plan to meet us here once a week. We're going to smoke a New World cigar tonight, share our thoughts on it, and give you our formal lizard rating. We discuss the long history of the Placencia family. We learn about a woodmaster named Billy. Senator and Pagoda detail their recent travel abroad, and we celebrate Bam's birthday, all among a variety of other things for the next 90 minutes. So sit back, get your favorite drink, Light up a cigar and enjoy as we pair 12-year-age Glenallachy Scotch with the Placencia Almafuerte Generation 5 Salamonis. A Salamonis tonight from Nicaragua from Placencia. It's a 58-ring-gauge cigar by 7 inches long. Senator, do you want to do the honors? Well, we're smoking a very special cigar. The (laughs) Almafuerte. Almafuerte. (laughs) 
Oh, yeah. So Pooba's been saying a few Hail Marys for the last 10 minutes when you, I pulled this cigar out of the out yeah. of the bag. You could throw this at someone. It's a weapon. Yeah, this thing is formidable, Bam. There was an allusion to Robert Plant's hog in his pants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you're like a rock star, you could just like tuck this in your underwear. It's like just Spinal be- Tap when he goes through security and he has the cucumber wrapped in uh, aluminum foil in his pants. <laughs> Precisely. Precisely. And they're, and they're scanning him with the, uh, oh, this with is the metal big, detector. This is a big boy. This is a big boy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Did you say 58? 58, 58 by 7. Right? But it, but only on the tip. Yeah, yeah. it tapers. Just the tip. Just, Just the tip. Lick Holy the tip. moly! That's it. All right, so let's get let's get <laughs> on with it here, boys. Let's cut this thing. See, we're getting on the cold draw on the wrapper. This is, you know, it looks like a really well made cigar. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's a commitment, man. We have made a commitment tonight with this cigar. Well, I just tried to cut four inches off to save myself some of the time. <laughs> draws good. The the mm. cold draw is delicious. Wow, draws wide open. A lot of raisin, dry fruit. Definitely raisin. Some coffee, yeah. Yeah, I will say for something that's got like this figurato shape where it gets really narrow at the end, the draw is really open. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it starts at a, you know, 58 is is at its largest here at the near the foot before it tapers down to the figurato shape. Um, I would say up by, you know, uh, where you're actually drawing the cigar at the head of the cigar, it's probably closer to like a 49.50 maybe. Yeah. And then it tapers down to 58 and yeah. then into the Figurata. So it's an interesting interesting shape. And then for being 58 ring gauge, the mouthfeel is certainly more yes. palatable to yes. me than it would be if it was just a straight 50. It's not a drawbreaker. No. So the, I'd be, I'd be, I'm going to be very curious to, to hear how this cigar changes across each of you and what your perceptions are. If it changes as, as a, like if it changes at all, like this is something that's so different across as you're smoking it. You're gonna have some variability or not, you know. I, I'm sometimes I've had these cigars and they're it's the same mm-hmm. all the way through. You're getting a very distinct note on the cold draw. I'm getting raisin and dry fruit. Yeah, dry fig. Yeah, yeah, good. I got yeah, the fig too. Yeah. yeah, fig Newton, strong fig Newton. We call that out a lot. This is a Nicaraguan puro. This yeah. is it's certainly no exception. So, all right, boys, let's light this thing. The Placencia. Alma Fuerte. <laughs> Salamonis. Now, can Fuerte. listeners take a drink every time he says that? Yeah, they're going to be oh, hammered. Yeah, they, they may need it. By, by the time we finish this episode in four hours, with the size of this cigar, very reminiscent of lighting the Padron 80th. 80th. Mm-hmm. The Figurado tip, you know, it's going to flare open as it burns. We'll see how it does. It's very pleasant. The key, I will say, with a Figurado for the listener, because we smoke a lot of the Padron 80th, sometimes when you light it and you start to draw, it actually tightens up the draw. It just happened, yeah. And you're worried that it's plugged or clogged and people will clip more off. The thing with the Figurado, you just got to trust the process. That's true. Just take puffs. They're going to be, it's going to feel clogged. But after you get through maybe a quarter or even a half an inch of ash on the cigar, mm-hmm. it just opens wide up. So Beautifully. just stick with yeah, it. Yeah, that's true. Wow. It's pleasant, isn't it? Pretty good on the light. Yeah. It's not overwhelming. I feel like, you know, it's going to be hard to judge it because it's going to flare open into that 58 ring gauge foot, but it tastes pretty good on the light. What are you guys getting? The anxiety you get before <laughs> like an earthquake. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. It's like, it's like you're living in California and you're like, you know, you get... You get a little bit of shake, and then you're like, "What's going to happen?" 
You don't know. I got to say, it's pretty damn good. Yeah. I will say, yeah, it's off to a tasty start. I'm just mm-hmm. getting a lot of like raisin and cocoa, which are flavors I enjoy out of a Nicaraguan mild. cigar. It's mild now. So here's a question. Senator, you and I were on Rooster's Deck a long time ago. We had one of these. Puba was too. Puba uh, was That's he? where he had his first one. Oh, I'll right. never forget that Okay, night. yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that cigar was absolutely different than this cigar. They must have remade it. They clearly went through a whole rebranding because honestly- No, this has been the only I don't cigar. know. This is, you know, I've had this, I had this a month ago. It's much more enjoyable than that episode that we had. What you, which episode? Or the uh, the moment that we had together on his deck. That was when Bam was producing the podcast. That's right. <laughs> the, ep- the episode never came out. <laughs> no one hit record. <laughs> I forgot to hit the button. <laughs> so so my, my cigar just opened up wide up from when it was... Uh, it was tight. It was because it because on the cold jaw it was smooth and open, and then to Senator's point, when I lit it, it tightened up real fast. I mean, it has great flavors. And now it's yeah. Oh, the flavors are. I think the flavors are great. No, I I really this is just important the Figurado point on just how to smoke these because it really pains me and I did the same thing the first few I had where I didn't really know what to expect with the Figurado. You have an open draw and then it tightens up and you think something's wrong and it's not. And it pains me because I just watch sometimes guys light a figurado and it closes up once they light it. So they light the hell out of it and are just burning the wrapper and you just really got to just Or they be clip it. Or they clip it. Yeah. I've seen guys clip the 80th. Yeah. You know, the Padron 80th. It's oh. just a cigar that, you know, if you're going to commit to sitting down and smoking this, it's a commitment of time. Mm. You need to be patient with it. As you light it, as it opens up, Pooba, this is, I'm talking to you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm no, I mean, this, I'm is, kidding. this is where you go like, well, like, how's life going? Every single one of how's us has life? taken the foot band off, except you, guess. Yeah, I, I, that's because I was going to talk about the band. So there are three bands on it. The foot band <laughs> says Alma Fuerte. Alma Fuerte. <laughs> uh, and then there's two bands at the top in a unique format, actually. The top band, kind of opposite of what you'd normally find on a cigar. Uh, the top band is smaller, just has a couple P's on it. And then under that, it says Placencia Almafuerte. Um, nice bands. But but yeah, so this is part of the classic uh, Almafuerte line that they have. Classic. I mean, the company's only been around since 2017, but they have six cigars in the line. The Eduardo One, the Robusto, the Sixto One, and Sixto Two, and the Nestor. Uh, and this one that we're smoking is the Generation Five. You know, on the on the footband, there's this little white sticker that they put on. It says Generation Five. That's the name of this cigar inside the line. Mm. So I guess this is a blend that is just for when they do a blend. You know, like Padron when they do 1964. There's a ton of different cigars inside that line. When they did Alma Fuerte, each of the cigars has a very unique name, and there's only one size tied to that name. So the Sixto One, the Sixto Two. The Robusto, this is the Generation 5. There's no other cigars that are called the Generation inside the line. It's just the Generation 5. Here's the thing that's the most confusing to me, though. When someone has, I've been at a lounge and someone's mentioned that they smoke Placencia, and I'll always say the only Placencia I've tried is the Almafuerte from Grinder, and it has a black band on it. So I always assume that when they say they've had the Almafuerte, we're talking about the same thing, and they'll pull out an Almafuerte, and it has a green band, Yep. yet it says Almafuerte, and it's just very confusing because... Every other cigar brand, I feel like when something's within that one product line, it has the same band. It's just the size is different. So I don't know why they change the color for what's supposed to be the same cigar. Hmm. And they also don't even look the same in the sense that this has a very dark wrapper 
And this other Almafuerte, which says Almafuerte on it mm. with a green band, has like a lighter natural looking wrapper. And there's two of them that share that green band. The Eduardo one and the Sixto one share the green bands. And all the other four have the black bands, which makes so no sense odd. because they're all Nicaraguan puros. Everything in the cigar is Nicaraguan. It's made in Nicaragua by the Placencia family. Everything's made and blended by them. So it is an interesting choice. And even the Sixto one and the Sixto two, which are both identical sizes, have two different bands. That is so weird. So it's an interesting, interesting choices that they made here with this line. Yeah. I will say, though, the presentation of every box that they make is gorgeous. Now, that box that Grinder has, it's wrapped in plastic. If you open that, it's exquisite. They've spent a lot of time, a lot of money designing their, their branding and their boxes. The Beautiful. first version of this cigar, when that came out, yeah. um, it had, the inside was actually an ashtray. Ah, okay. And it was actually very beautiful. And uh, there was another member who was talking about that before the podcast, but mm. he was he was saying how he used it as a functional ashtray. Oh, interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. But that box that you have to your right, beautiful, beautiful interior. Beautiful. I got to say, the exterior looks very industrial. Yeah. It is very almost, industrial. Almost like Gizmo made it. What's interesting on the inside here is that to the shape of the cigars, they've cut the side of the boxes so they kind of fan mm -hmm. when they sit in there. Um, it's an interesting presentation. When you gave me this box, I was I'd never seen anything like that. Yeah, when it's full, they do flare out right from the center out. It's really quite nice. Yeah, it's a really nice heavy box here. Yeah, and I guess they come in boxes of ten, right? Right. So, grinder, I remember you said you had a lot of boxes of these. How many of these did you buy? Um, I think I only actually bought maybe four. Um, did you smoke them all? Uh, I have half a box and then this box. So I have a box and a half. Nice. So I see what's interesting about these is for a non-Cuban cigar, it has a box date on it. That's true. On the back, it says December 2022. I don't know if yours does or not. That's weird. Grinders doesn't. Mm -mm. All right. Maybe so one of these is fake. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to tell Atlantic. I don't remember what I paid for these. Honestly. I feel like you told me they were about twenty, twenty-five a piece. Probably something like that. I mean, for the amount of tobacco that's in this thing, yeah, it, makes sense. it would make sense that it's kind of in that price range. Yeah. You guys getting odd burns? Because mine is pretty wonky right now. Oh well, mine's I think burning it's pretty good. Pretty burning good. pretty good. The shape itself makes it burn and mine's usual. starting to open up like nicely, yeah. but mm -hmm. I mean the only thing I will say again to my point earlier with the figurato, you do have to smoke slowly at first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right there with it's a you. delicious cigar. It's very good, isn't it? And for the size, I mean, you would think like Puba, you know, thinking that it's going to knock you around. I mean, it's not doing that. No, it's not a nicotine bomb yet. You do get a mustiness, like a barnyard, like a musty flavor. Earth, earthy, earthy. It's earthy. Yeah. A little yeah. bit, a bit, yeah. I, I, I think I like those flavors. That's probably, yeah. yeah. Well, you are the petrichor man. <laughs> I think the mustiness comes from what they say is a 10-year aging process. On all of the Almafuerte cigars. Interesting. Wow. So there's tobacco in here yeah. that's 10 years aged wow. or has been aging for 10 years in some capacity or another. Maybe like wine vintages, maybe they're combining, you know, older tobacco that's been aging and younger stuff to make the blend. Who knows? But components of this are definitely, you can taste the age. Mm. I will say, we will, we'll get into our pairing later, but just take a sip of what we're drinking and then take a draw of the cigar. It's nice. 
it really accentuates the flavor in a good way yeah. in the cigar. It is pretty good. Let's talk about it. What do we have here? So I'm not I'm not at all super familiar with this, but I can't wait to hear uh, the pronunciation. The Glen Alaki 12 year. <laughs> Glen Alaki. Glen Lache. <laughs> There's a whole story on the back. So no homework was needed. They've done it all for us. <laughs> says, we are one of Scotland's few independent distilleries led by iconic master distiller Billy Walker, who boasts over a half century's tenure in whiskey with an exceptional passion for wood policy. Mm. Billy seeks out the world's finest cast to elevate the spirit to its optimum. Now, the thing that I have a hard time with when they talk about wood innovation and a passion for wood policy, we were noticed, and I was talking to Grinder about this before we hit record, we were noting how dark the spirit is. And we're looking on the cask. I think Grinder said, like, is it aged in a port barrel or something? And what's really bizarre for someone so passionate about wood, nowhere on this box that has tons of text does it say what type of wood cask this was aged in. Yeah, not good. Very bizarre. Now, why would that be? Is that like an... Does this anybody else do that? <laughs> yeah, so like the, the Balvenie, the Balvenie <laughs> Doublewood says half of it's aged in uh, sherry, half is aged in American oak. Um, some will just say it's all American oak. They usually tell you. I don't know why this wouldn't be on here, but it says each cask held within our 16 on-site warehouses is frequently monitored and re-racked into different cask types until Billy deems that the perfect balance between distillery character and influence from the wood has been achieved. We proudly present the Glenelaki 12-year old at natural color, which they emphasize even on the front of the box. And I have to assume because it's insanely dark. I it mean, is. This, this looks like a, an aged cognac yeah. in, in the bottle. Oh, yeah. And the thing I'm most surprised by, it says at strength of 46% alcohol by volume, which when you drink this, this doesn't taste higher than 40%. So I'm actually surprised by that. Well, you do have ice in your glass. I tried it neat first. And it was fine, neat. Yeah, I'm having it neat now. Um, I'll probably keep it neat. I like this. The finish I love on the front, there is a burn. But the finish, I'm getting plum and honey. Hmm. There is a burn, though, up front. Yeah, it's a little hot for me. Yeah. Try it with a little ice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I have mine with ice. It's very good. Mm -hmm. It doesn't taste, you know, that dissimilar from other 12 years with Agreed. ice. I mean... And where, what region is this from in Scotland? I'm I, sorry. I believe Speyside, but let me confirm that. Yeah, Speyside. Okay. Puba, what are you thinking about this? Um, I don't love it. All right. It's very sweet. Is anyone else getting a little sweet? Yeah, it's sweet. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, I'm surprised it's to hot. hear that it's 46 proof yeah, for it's, how it's sweet it tastes. This, yeah. this, this, it's, it's sweet on the palate and the aftertaste. Aftertaste. Uh, finish. <laughs> the <laughs> afterbirth. Um, no, I think it's it's it's... It's a it's a reasonable scotch. I think it it actually, with the mustiness of the aged tobacco, it kind of adds like a nice balance to the to the cigar, um, and it kind of like coats your mouth a little bit, which I like. And that sweetness just really kind of ties in the 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 musty flavor of the cigar. I agree with that, and I think like love hate or fall somewhere in between on the scotch. I do think it pairs well with the cigar in the sense that this is a very full flavored scotch. Like uh, honestly, one of the like darkest scotches we've twelve years we've ever reviewed, and this is a very full flavored cigar. So I yeah. do think that it holds up to that. Um, I'm also reading on the box uh, we have an explanation behind the name Grinder. Did you say? Do you know Gaelic? I don't know Gaelic. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, it says Glen Alaki from the Gaelic Glen. 
Oh, Aki. Not, no, it's oh. a, a different. Let me see. Let me oh, see. I love it. I love it. He can't pronounce something. <laughs> it's not me tonight, Bam. No, it ain't. <laughs> see how long it's taking him? It is. Glenn Elahedi. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> see why I handed him the box? I think you just have to say it with a little phlegm in your throat and yeah. you nail it. You try. Yeah, give me that box. From, from, oh, those, no. from those two Gaelic words, meaning Valley of the Rocks, the geology here is dominated by ancient rock formations, not any old stone. And so apparently that's why they named it Glen Alaki. You, you know, because the rocks. The it, rocks. It's a little hot. So, so mm-hmm. it's a little hot for me. Um, so, so it's not agreeing with me totally, but it does pair well with the cigar. Yeah. Because the cigar is big. Yeah. And it's full. A big, it's a big, full flavored cigar. You know what I find interesting is like when you have regular scotches, you get a very prominent flavor of scotches. Like you know it's a scotch. I don't get that with this. Yeah, it's funny it, you say it's that. It's unusual. Yeah. I, I agree. It's true. It doesn't it tastes like a it it tastes like a blended scotch, I'll be honest. It yes, it does. It doesn't taste like a like a single malt scotch. Or I a, agree. Or a low grade cognac. I th- yeah, a low grade cognac. I think is it, is that's it a where single, I is, like I mean is I, it blended? It says it's uh, one same, of the only independent distilleries in yeah. Scotland. It's mm. got to so, be. So every scotch is essentially blended, but the single malt, it just, it just means it's from the same distiller. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if he's so keen on... You're talking about Billy. Billy. The man with the power. If Billy's so keen <laughs> on... Uh, the woodmaster. You know, having a policy <laughs> around wood, he might be doing some other machinations in the background with the blend. I don't know. I think there's something going on there because it's 46, you know, 46%. It's as sweet as it is. When you have to when you have to like put a disclaimer on the box that this that's natural coloring, you, you immediately say, "Oh, really? Are you sure about that?" Yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's a question mark. Yeah, it's like any product, natural flavor. Well, obviously there's added shit then. Like I'm not getting I'm not getting sherry, I'm not getting uh, I'm not even getting the oak. Like I or, don't get like the oak or the wood. Yeah. Like I'm not getting something from it that's delivering anything that's that distinct. So I'm I'm having a hard time putting my finger on exactly what this stands for. I will say I agree with everyone in the sense that if if I were to drink this blind, my first guess would not be scotch. It drinks more like uh, a bourbon or a cognac, yeah. Or something sweeter, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or a cognac, really? Yeah, I think I think a con- well, like a low grade cognac. That's exactly right. Yeah, you see, Bam's right there. You know what I'm wow, saying? Right yeah. Oh, yeah. agree. Like, like, a, v- like a VS. It, completely agree. Like a VS. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, like a VS. I'm just confused by the whole thing. I'm confused by the the yeah. the, the, the Scotch period. It it's it, it doesn't. It's not it's lining weird. up. The story doesn't align with it's the taste. Weird, which, right? What? It, it, it it's doesn't a weird taste, Scotch. It's a but weird it's not bad. Taste. Yeah, it's not offensive. Like I'm not drinking this saying I can't drink it. It's just uh, the color threw me off. And then as Grinder says, the fact that it emphasizes natural color is just very weird. Um, the fact that it talks about how this guy's passion for wood, and I still don't know what exact type of cask this was aged in. It seems like the marketing is a little contrived. That's all. And if mm-hmm. and whenever there's any, you know, when you're contrived, and it's when it's like that, you, you kind of just second guess it. What do you guys think of the cigar, though? I mean, we haven't. I'm enjoying it, man. It's kind of pleasant. Is it yeah, pleasant? not bad at all. So yeah. I've opened up. Mine's opened up to the full 58 ring gauge mm-hmm. kind of point. Yep, right there with now, you. Now, and I don't even, this may be a crazy statement. I don't even think this is a full cigar. Like this Correct. isn't. It's firmly medium. I would it's, say yeah, it's, it's not medium. It's not packing Maybe medium full, but I think yeah. it's medium. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. 
And and when you look at a cigar that's fully Nicaraguan at this size, it's surprising to me that it's not knocking you around. Yeah, that's true. I, Maybe the age has helped it. I Maybe. think I, my cigar, I don't know about you guys, but my cigar has this slight little, I wouldn't even call it patina, but let's call it patina, of like this slight like oil residue on the wrapper, which to me says this thing is certainly aged. Like you definitely have that aging mm-hmm. profile on it. And I think that... I think maybe Gizmo mentioned it kind of tones down a lot of the strength in a cigar and it rounds out those rough edges. And if it is as aged as they say, I'm not surprised it's smoking like this. Yeah. yeah. And I'm just surprised because you think about Family Reserve from Padron, right? Which is also, is that eight years or 10 years, Family Reserve? I'm not a big Family Reserve guy. I, All eight. I think yeah. it's eight or yeah. 10. Mm-hmm. And you think about how much oomph those still have with that blend. Oh, yeah. Obviously, you know, this is on purpose. Maybe they, they were trying to make a medium, medium full cigar, but mm-hmm. I would think that 10 years age on Nicaraguan tobacco is giving you a much smoother, more balanced, not kicking you in the face yeah. experience. What, honestly, the family reserve Padrones are much fuller than this cigar. 100%. There's no doubt about it. What's the wrapper? Uh, Crayola? The Crayola? Crayola. 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 I can pronounce the Gaelic. Yeah, you're, you're good on the Gaelic, co- but not cobalt, the Cobalt blue. <laughs> yeah. Give me the font color, please. I think it's Corojo. What's the RBG? Corojo. Corojo is good, yeah. Corojo. That's it. Corojo. But it's, yeah, it's a Nicaraguan it's like a reddish. But, but, but grinder for somebody who, you know, for whom uh, English is a second language, what is patina? Because <laughs> sheen, it's, sh- uh, it's it's not a sheen. It's like no. a characteristic that comes, especially with age. metals, with age. That's so really? like, oh, that's like exactly. copper not for rust, it. but it's it's like a it's a it's an oxidization oxidiz- oxidization of of the metal. So like copper sure. has this, it turns from copper to like that green. green. Yeah. Well but, done, but well done. When it when it ages, it it shows that it's like real and it's authentic. And that's when people say there's a patina. It's huh. like oh, it's true though, you know. No, thank it's you. not fake copper. <laughs> no, no, but you know why I, I say that? Because my vocabulary keeps increasing from Petrico to Patina. I'm, pr- I'm, I'm very proud I love of it. right now. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I just, I, I've never seen uh, this big a smile on Bev's face. The architect of the room is sitting there so proud of I'm Grindr. very proud of Grindr. <laughs> very proud of you. That's right. It's impressive. I, well, I was, a few weeks ago, I was driving down the road and it, and it had rained. And I was coming back from the deli over here. And I swear to God, I swear. <laughs> It was it was it was petrichor <laughs> like it, it was dry it it hadn't rained and then rain came down and then it stopped and it was and I walked out of the deli and I was like holy shit it's real <laughs> that's petrichor it's happening it's like, this is like real petrichor it's like it's in like, star wars when harrison ford says to the young to the young guy he says it's all real all the stories you've heard it's that's all what it was real. like i go oh my god this is actually this is petrichor by the way i kid you not this friday we were driving uh to montreal and on the way it started raining uh pretty heavily and uh you know, we had stopped it by Shroon Lake or something on the way there. And Scroon. you could really smell, Scroon maybe, yeah. And you could smell. And, you know, like in our language, we would say, Kushbu, Beanie, Beanie. We were just talking, we were just <laughs> laughing. But it's really Petrichor. And I'll tell you, we talked about Petrichor <laughs> for literally a few minutes because uh, a, a, lot, a, lot, a lot of my buddies listened to the podcast. And it was just funny. It's it's great. It yeah. was so real. I, <laughs> it like, is real. Like, like, I, 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 
I had texted the group. I'm like, I'm really actually in real time experiencing this, but it's fleeting. Like it's it, it, it it's it, magic it, in a bottle. You got it was fucking, like magic in a bottle. It yeah. was like oh my god, this is actually happening. Breathe <laughs> it in. It I would funny. say it's magic in the bottle too with cigars. It doesn't. It's not a flavor note that often, Mm-mm. but when grinder tastes it, wow. it's special. <laughs> only only only, only grinder tastes it. <laughs> I, so I don't think there's much petrichor in this. But no 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 no. no, no, no there is no, no. We were just talking. I'm glad no, you no, clarified. No, no. I thought I was getting it. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, there's no petrichor in this. This is this is uh this is the uh this is the paddock at 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 uh, at, at Belmont in terms of her <laughs> barnyard. Yeah, this is notes of horsefoot poopa. <laughs> yeah, I mean horsefoot. Right. I, I mean no, not a bad thing. It's it's a lot more uh earth deep earth mm-hmm. than fresh mm-hmm. yeah, it's earth and cocoa, I think that's what I'm getting it. I'm getting like right now I'm getting a lot of spice. A lot of like spicy, like cinnamon spice. I haven't used that. Okay, baking spice. I'm with you, but not like regular spice. No. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. cinnamon. That's yeah. Yeah, yeah, spice as a general term. On the cinnamon the, nutmeg mm-hmm. type. Exactly. Yeah, I get that on the retro hill of this guy, on the finish and on the retro hill. That's where I'm. That's where I get it. Exactly yeah. right. Yeah. And it's unusual because the only part of the scotch that we're drinking is for me on the fin on the very end of it where I get a little honey and plum. The rest of it's tough to drink. The front, I the could, front's brutal. I could not tell you what plum tastes like. I don't. I don't think really? I've had a plum in like since I was like three. Plums are great. Yeah, dude. I haven't had a plum in a long time. Like that orange center. I am having it neat. I won't put ice in it because I want to continue that. Because I know no, no, you really should put ice. I, I would I'm say serious. I would it's think you're dramatically gonna, better with yeah. ice. And I actually get some like cocoa on the finish of really? the scotch with ice. I'll take some ice because I would say, dude, cocoa when you on the finish, when you the say scotch? the rest of it's not palatable, Bam, look at Puma, the chaos, <laughs> the chaos that just ensued. What the hell is like, going on? Cocoa here? on the finish with the scotch. <laughs> <laughs> He's in disbelief. <laughs> I don't. I, I think that's a little egregious, but <laughs> no, it's not because I'm deadly serious. McAllen Twelve. If you notice very faintly on the finish, you'll get dark chocolate. No, you will get on the McAllen 12 for yes. sure. Which is uh, very dark in I'll, color like I'll this. I'll give you a little bit. It has a little bit of a dry finish with some ice in it. I'll give you that, which kind of can lend, it, lend itself to some cocoa. But there's something with the scotch that's weird. Um, I would say this, though. It is, it's certainly me. weird. But, Bam, I think when you what you're going to find with ice in it okay. that it's not... I think it's totally drinkable, and I think it's totally serviceable. I think without the ice, certainly at forty six percent, the way that Billy makes this thing, yeah, Billy. Billy. You know what's funny though? <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. If you if you took Billy and like and like Kirkland Manufacturing and put them head to head, I'd like to see where this racks and stacks. We're gonna find out tonight. He's not wrong. <laughs> He's not wrong. I, I don't know. I, I don't know what Billy has done, but that doesn't taste like scotch to me. It doesn't, it doesn't taste, taste like whiskey. Scotch. Let's. I'd rather say that. That. So I think that's when you have everyone in the room that be like, you know, is this actually a scotch? You know, something is. You know, to use the word, it's weird. Something's, something's off. off. Something's it's weird. Off. Yeah. You know, the, the thing that's bizarre is people really pursue this. The only reason, I mean, we've done so much scotch. This is probably the hardest thing for us to find new scotches. So actually, yeah, I'm we're deeper. Start, we're deeper in the scotch aisle than we've been. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I'm going to start with a call out to all lizards that are listening. Please send us scotch recommendations that we have not done because mm-hmm. we've done so many. And the only reason I picked this up when I was just buying a ton of random stuff for us to try, there I've seen guys post on like Facebook groups and other mm-hmm. things we're members of 
a photo of a cigar with this bottle right next to it. And I looked at it. I said, I've never heard of it. I've never seen that. There are no words on it. Sorry, Bill O'Reilly reference. And <laughs> yeah. I, I just had to buy it to try it. And it, it's uh, it's very different than I'll anything be, we've done. Now that I've put ice in it, for me, the, the middle is more enjoyable. I'm not getting anything on the front or the finish at all. But the middle is actually quite nice. Without the ice, it was all finished for me. And I was desperately looking for something at the end. But it's not bad with ice in the so, middle. So no more plumbing, honey? No. It's just, it, there actually is no front like a there's no there's no it's a little i'm not going to use the word muddled but i'm not capturing anything specific so i got exactly what you're saying yeah. when i first put ice in it and i tried it mm -hmm. and then i just let it sit for a few minutes and i forgot about it i was smoking the cigar and mm -hmm. it's weird as it sits and i guess a little more of the ice melts and mm -hmm. something happens i got a much more complete experience so just give it a few minutes and i'm curious right, then cool. what you get yep uh, it's it's I'm going back and forth between this is weird, this is odd, and then when I it hits my palate the right way with the draw of the cigar, I'm like this is pretty good, you and know, then it gets weird again. And the, the stick itself, the the, the scotch, oh, the see. scotch with mm. the cigar, the cigar's been very very good. It's very good. This is the winner so far tonight. Yeah, out of the two. Yeah, the, the scotch doesn't have a it doesn't have a finish that's it's not there. It's not there. But you're right. Like in the middle, it's like kind of okay, but it's it's confusing. It's very, that's why mm -hmm. when you asked me before, and I was like, I didn't even know what to say because it was just it it almost doesn't taste like a traditional scotch to me. Um, there's there's definitely that Scottish like malty flavor that you that is that is part of the DNA of a lot of scotches, uh, Puba, and I I'm missing that DNA right now for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like the taste of Scotland. I'm not getting the taste of Scotland right now. It's not an awful drink though. No, it's not. No, it's not it's by just any means. it's just so much sweeter. It is pretty and sweet. And it's and it's like I mean usually I don't drink scotch with this much oomph in it. So I think those things together and then, you know, the the odd marketing is just kind of puts a bias in my mind <laughs> that I can't dispel. Yeah. Billy. You know? Billy, come on, Billy. <laughs> Why are you doing this to me? <laughs> Why Billy, can I ask a question? He uses select wood from his backyard. <laughs> can I ask a question? The wood if you're, you're making scotch in Scotland, why not call him William mm. or Will? Why are we calling him Billy? Like it, it, it just yeah, it's like got a very American almost. It, it just, I just like it. It's just the whole thing about this is weird. Like I mm. want to send like, what's the guy from Dateline? Yeah. Keith, uh, uh, Keith Morrison. Keith Morrison. I want to send Keith Morrison to this <laughs> distillery. I want to get to the bottom of this. Do some reconnaissance. Yeah. In Billy. Scotland. But the man behind the scotch <laughs> Billy. is a mystery. Billy. Okay, so when they you, call him you, Billy. The woodmaster. <laughs> the fact that they're exclaiming. <laughs> the, like, <laughs> the woodmaster. The, the fact that there was, more, there was more to Billy than we ever knew. <laughs> Guy's got a lot of wood. <laughs> <laughs> it's just pallets. It's only pallets. Yeah. Oh, man. It's also not that old. So I just finally found it. it says it was established in 1967, which for Scotland, that's not that's not old. Hmm. But it, yeah, I mean, the fact that they're, they have to extol the virtues of the founder and point to a, a wood policy makes you wonder. I bet you Billy moved from the U.S. He's trying Patterson, Tennessee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, he, grew, he, grew up, he grew up next to Bam and <laughs> <He> Patterson. <did>. <laughs> <laughs> Come to find out, it's Billy's Billy backyard grew up, scotch. 
Billy grew up in Trenton. <laughs> <laughs> so unlike the Scotch pairing tonight, the Placencia family has a shockingly long history. Mm. You know, the Placencia itself as a cigar brand was founded less than 10 years ago, like we said, 2017. But Don Eduardo Placencia, his story started in the 1860s, which, I mean, for New World Cigars, for how young this brand in and of itself is, is shocking that it's almost 200 years of history in this family. Wow. You know, uh, he left the Canary Islands, went to Cuba, started growing in Vuelta Abajo, which we talk about on almost every Cuban episode, you know, which is where all of the, the great Tobacco's grown in Pinar del Rio. The Alma Fuerte, <laughs> born in Vuelta Abajo. Listener, Love take it. a drink. <laughs> can we so, make that in an ASMR? Like, uh, yeah, we can. Yeah. We'll just do a Senator ASMR. Alma, Alma Fuerte. Fuerte. You know what it reminds me of every time I do it? It reminds me of like when uh, Puerto Rico had that horrible hurricane and Trump was like throwing toilet paper like he was shooting basketballs <laughs> and he just kept going. Puerto Rico. <laughs> he just kept saying it like that. It just cracked me up. That's creepy. It's the best. It's a good boat name. Like, 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 uh, uh, Pompano, Pompano, uh, Pompano Bridge, Pompano Bridge Crossing. This is the Alma Fuerte. <laughs> this is the Alma, this is, this is the Alma Fuerte looking for passage. <laughs> you know, you Alma have, Fuerte, this is Coast Guard. You have a certain <laughs> trope of, of, of attendees when you, when the first thing you can harken back to is a boat reference. Yes. <laughs> He's a big boat guy. He's a big yes, boat yeah. guy. <laughs> this, is, this is the Alma Fuerte. Boats and bikinis. It does so, mean strong soul, by the way. Alma Fuerte. Is that That's what exactly that means? what it means. Look at Pagoda. this. Look at Pagoda. Is your babble's really behind well, Babel. He, he, he's a little ahead of me. I've, I've been a little busy the last few weeks. He's on course 10. So uh, Don Eduardo's nephew, Sixto Placencia Juarez, which that's an important name to remember in the future here, right before 1900, expanded the business and opened a Corojal farm in Cuba. And then they had a long history up until... Uh, Castro, 1963, Castro's regime, uh, regime confiscated all of the farms. They all fled to Mexico and then went to Nicaragua. Starting from scratch again, 65, uh, they had 15 years or so uh, successful history in Nicaragua, growing tobacco for other folks. And then the Sandinistas burned the farms, and then they had to go to Honduras. Is this all true? Yes. This is all true. It's all true. And Great. it's terrible it's how many true. times... Crazy this history. poor family has had to restart their I mean, entire existence. This story is exactly like the story of Padron and Fuente. Yeah. Absolutely. That's right. Same Absolutely. thing. You know, to go to Nicaragua after being booted out of Cuba, then having everything taken again, hmm. moving to Honduras to start again, I mean, it's unbelievable. The, the only thing missing from his story that's like Padron and Fuente is there's no involvement, it sounds like, of a fire burning everything down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's true. Well, I mean, the Sandinistas. The Sandinistas burned, burned everything. That's true. They, <laughs> they burned everything. The Sandinistas <laughs> burned everything in 78. And then in 1986, Nestor Placencia, uh, excuse me, entered the cigar business uh, and ended up manufacturing a million cigars a year. And by 1990, went from 1 million cigars a year to 33 million cigars a year. Oh, my gosh. All so for what? different brands. So wow. they, that, that's, where they for made different their, brands. that's where they made their mark. Exactly. Is, is, uh, like the cigar boom when 
you know, there were brands popping up all the time and they needed manufacturers. And he said, I'm going to be a contract manufacturer. And that's how he expanded so quickly. He said, I'm not, I don't need to make a brand. I just need to grow the tobacco. And then you have like, you know, Rocky Patel is a heavy consumer of Placencia, Alec Bradley, like those names that they're not really, they're not really tobacconists. They're not really cigar. They're marketers. They're marketers, you know? yeah. And um, and they like to say that they're master blenders or all this other bullshit, but they're not. They're going to Nestor and saying, "Help make me a blend," and he'll he'll make him a blend. And then yeah. that's he saw that success and he had such a great, you know, following and a lot of you know a lot of name recognition in the industry. He said, "I can just make my own." Yeah. So Nestor like, is well respected in the yeah he's, cigar industry. He's one of those guys. You know, it's almost like Amazon fulfillment. This guy has been delivering cigars that everybody knows and so many people smoke and they have no idea who he is. So does he blend? Is he a blender or just... Blender and manufacturer he's a grower. and assistance, grower, yeah. everything. So and he, then... He's got to be similar to like an AJ Fernandez. Exactly. But mm -hmm. he... This... He has been one of the most successful ever. He had 30 different... 30 plus different brands contracting him to manufacture and build his, their cigars. And that's in the year 2000. And By that's, 2000 that was also so, during the boom. That's all during right. the boom. And, yeah, that's, yeah. and that's, this is not, like, operationally, that's hard to do. Because you have, if you have that many customers, and it's all made to order, and it's all made to spec, and you're doing that across so many different customers, that's impressive, you yeah. know? That's oh, yeah. really... You know, From formidable. a quality control standpoint and yeah. a consistency standpoint... It's tremendous. It sounds terribly challenging. Yeah. Well, yeah, it is. And I think some of that played into, like, during the cigar boom, and I remember it vividly, like, there was a lot of awful, awful stuff. And that's where we, where, where I remember just, like, relying on actually Nat Sherman to go, to, to go there, and you could actually buy a good cigar, and it, they were pretty consistent. Like in the city, I mean, I'd be at local cigar shops in the early two thousands. I mean, just flooded in, in with the late nineties mediocrity. I mean, and it was flooded with just with 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 pretty awful stuff. I mean, Ashton was was you know they were the Levens were putting out like like pretty good pretty good cigars, but I mean, it was tough. It was there was a lot of weird bad cigars out there um and you'd have to parse through it i mean the pagoda i don't know if you were you know i i, I remember nat sherman being a place where you could go and get a good good cigar absolutely but by the way then, you know what i loved about it, nat sherman in the, is in the boom you could walk in and if you were buying a cigar or two because you would go and you would buy a cigar or two and just hang out there they got to know you so well that they would keep suggesting different cigars within your flavor profile every time they were so if you walked in there were like five or six or seven guys working in this small little store one of them would walk up to you you could only go to the humidor with somebody they would you would have a conversation with them what is it that you want if you knew exactly what you wanted they'd give it to you if not they would discuss with you and they would go all the way back and they would like they would you know charge you for the cigar so you had a complete experience in terms of as soon as you walked in somebody would come to you and they would give you the whole experience but 
as a result, you tried so many different cigars um, within your flavor profile, especially because I used to smoke them for years and they knew exactly what we liked and and we all used to discuss and share cigars over there. It was a, it was a great place, for I would, sure. I wouldn't be really surprised was. if, I mean, is Nat contracting with Placencia? I mean, are they making their own cigars? Or? Well, now it's Fiorotego. Fier- Fiorotego. Fier- yeah. mm-hmm. Fier- well, I, yeah. I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't think that chairman used Nicaraguan tobacco. I think it was Dominican. And Placencia was predominantly Nicaraguan tobacco. And so. Honduran. Right. Yep. Yeah. 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 yeah, that's right. So to that point, by 2015, I found this fascinating. They became, Placencia became the largest grower of tobacco in the world with 6,000 employees. You're kidding me. Four wow. factories, Incredible. eight plantations in Honduras and Nicaragua. Producing over forty million cigars a year, unbelievable. They, they're a CMO. I mean, they're a contract manufacturing that's organization. Crazy. That's yeah. That's so crazy numbers. It's crazy numbers, but it's also like, how are you like sorting those primings, and how are you, yeah, like quality control? Yeah, yeah. It's like release to release. But at, but you to have to blend. figure that you have to figure that the people who are contract contracting them are really obviously concerned about the quality control and they're living up to it to have such a history of serving so many different you know brands of cigars that are asking them to manufacture. I mean, that's a the forty million cigars a year. That's unbelievable. Well, that's that's well, more that's, than that's well, that's yeah, kind of like what Cuba. That's does. arguably like more than I, that might be more than more Cuba. Than, yeah. 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 That's more than the entire island of Cuba is producing. They're, they're also making some shit brands too. That's, what I, that's where I'm going. That they're, of course they're, they are. Right. Yeah. I mean, of course. What, what are some of the brands? Do we know the brands that they make? Villager. I don't think. I think you would. You probably my... wouldn't know. I think that I, might be on the down low. Some of them. Yeah. Because mm. I would think a lot I, of these brands are trying to, front. You know, the front facing. They're they're trying to put it out, right. almost like so, Billy. Yeah. That they're doing it all themselves. <laughs> This, well, know, right, that they're doing all the cells, but Billy with the scotch. They're, they're making everything. Probably they're cultivating tobacco, and then they're they're doing blends from the premium all the way down to probably you know factory second type stuff. I yep. think Grinder's got a list here. So the, I mean, it's a long list, but some of the noteworthy ones. I mean, well, they're not even noteworthy. I mean, <laughs> well, Rocky Patel, Five Vegas, Cinco uh, Vegas. They sell a lot of those, man. Uh, Cigars Co- International, Coavana. Cuba Lebre, Gurkha. Gurkha is a big one. Gurkha, yeah. <laughs> but I'm out. But, but Gurkha, <laughs> no, Gurkha, Gurkha, they, they go with everyone, though. Like, oh, that's sure. Just, that's Car- it's, it's, it's notes of Rocky. cardboard. They, so all of all the Connecticut, <laughs> all the Connecticut, all the decade, all the edge, all the sun grown uh rocky patels and those are like good, those are actually decent cigars. Wow. Yeah, yeah they those are. are all rock. They sell a lot of them. those. Are man. they? Rooster's a big well, rocky. Well, you're good to try about. Go ahead. Who else is on the list? Biggest. I mean, this it, it this is not a comprehensive list, so I don't know if I trust it. Got it. But I mean, Crux Cigar Company, Bonacquisti, Two Six Two Revere, Hazel well, Fuego. Well a lot of no names. But this is what's sad to me. I'm sorry. Look, I'm listening to this story and I'm very impressed by the numbers. But then hearing that these yeah. are not premium brands. I'm yeah. sorry, they're nope. just not. But I got to say, you know, they launched their own brand in 2017. We're smoking one of them now. This is a damn good cigar yeah. right now. It's pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. What, we're halfway through? Yep. Like, I- I'm finding this to be very 
decent. Yeah. I wouldn't buy a box. I wouldn't buy a box either. This is not my thing, but flavor-wise, it's not bad. Yeah, but mm-hmm. to Gizmo's point, I mean, it's got a lot of flavor. It's full flavor. It's not full strength, but full flavor. And um, the construction is held up well. Oh, yeah. I mean, the combustion know, it's, is it's incredible. Not a, it's not a bad cigar. Yeah, I mean, somebody gave you one cigar. That's exactly you, where you I was going to go. You, you yeah. would light it up. You would of smoke course you it. Right. Yeah. 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 right. Yeah. This is no Las it's Calaveras. Right. Yeah. No. no. I would no. I would not complain if someone handed me this cigar. Other than the shock of the size, had I not smoked it prior like mm-hmm. I'm doing tonight. But, I mean, this blend is is totally serviceable. I don't even yeah. want to tell you the other names I just found. <laughs> oh, oh, Please do. <laughs> JR. Oh boy! So it's so factory like, seconds. So all stuff. those JR cigars, Swisher yeah. International. They're not yeah. premium Swish. seconds. Swisher. Oh god. <laughs> what else? And Rocky <laughs> Swisher and Rocky. A lot of Rocky. I think like pretty. I would I would surmise that pretty much most of his portfolio is probably Pacencia. Interesting. <laughs> Someone welding steel over there. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> Puba's relighting his. That uh, lighter is awesome. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Can I get a creme brulee or raspberry, please? <laughs> please don't leave it on. <laughs> I don't know, I'm, I, I'm, I'm dizzy from this thing. <laughs> yeah, this is... Uh, it's hard to keep your so, eyes so, open. So, so Puma sits in one corner and all the smoke really somehow is. just ends up right there. <laughs> so I, I have an issue with the size of the cigar. I agree. Yeah. I think if this cigar was like a Robusto, it would be a lot more pleasurable to smoke. <laughs> yeah. I agree. Because it's so, it's got a, it's a not ton bad. of flavor, just, a lot of smoke out, but you don't need it to be this big to enjoy it. That's it, true. It'd be better it's in a like, smaller format. Like I mean, if, if if a cat were a dog, you'd actually enjoy having cats around. Like this is, I have a cat. They're very different <laughs> for a reason. <laughs> now, the, uh, honestly, also the retro hail in this cigar is actually enjoyable. It's nice. The, I don't think you'd have this kind of flavor. Not that this is a it very is. noteworthy flavor, but. I don't think it, I don't think you capture it in a, in a robusto. You don't think so? Because it's a different size. I mean, it's it 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 dictates so much of the flavor well, profile. I mean, of the cigar. if if you're gonna make a cigar this size, then the flavor should kind of change. You know what I mean? This is kind of one dimensional. The flavor hasn't changed. We're getting the we're getting the same notes that I was getting in the beginning and now. I would argue that the flavor has changed slightly in that what we were getting at the beginning is more muddled now. Mm-hmm. And is less interesting to me. Mm. Maybe it's because you've been drawing it and and your your palate's used to it, or you know you've been just tasting it for forty five fifty minutes. But it's just the middle third here has been mediocre. Well, it's think, not terrible. It's I, not offensive. I think, it, I think it's just stayed the same. Yeah, you know? it's just not yeah. been. Well, that's I'm hoping I'm that something like changes. If the cigar was a little shorter, mm-hmm. it would be more enjoyable. You may get a different experience though. I'm sorry. I, I'm very much though in agreement with Rooster that if this was smaller, this would be better. Yeah. I mean, I say that because you you're know, effectively halfway through holding like a short robusto in your hand. Exactly. Right. It's right. like at this end, you know, it, it's bigger than a robusto, and at this end, it's just a little smaller than a robusto. And so, if you just made this robusto size, the flavor profile sure would change a little bit, but I don't think dramatically. And I don't, to Rooster's point, I don't need this much of the exact same flavor that is not all that complex. A shorter format, I'd probably yeah. even score this higher if it were yeah, in a yeah. shorter format. Yeah. I could use a pair of goggles right now. <laughs> yeah, same here. Yeah. Smoke yeah, output. It's definitely smoking. Yeah, the smoke output's great. <laughs> I can't open my eyes. <laughs> so, Pagoda, you said you went to Montreal. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So, 
what was the obviously I'm I'm gearing it toward the cigar situation. I want to hear all of it, but people are just so much more happier and friendlier and welcoming. You know, you go in, it was a jazz fest. Mm. You know, wherever you went, oh, that's uh, right. people Montreux, were friendly. Right? Yeah, and uh, it's a, it's a great short trip from New York City. You know, it's five and a half hour drive. You get in there, and you know what's uh, wonderful about it is. So I've been to the LCDH uh, prior in my prior visits, but this uh, visit, we just went for a couple of days. We ended up in uh, a excellent lounge uh, called Stogie's, and it's right off, uh, it's close to St. Catherine's and Crescent. Um, and Stogie's is such a fantastic lounge. You go in, there's no cutting fees. You can buy a lot of Cuban cigars. They seem to get... Uh, a delivery of Cuban cigars every Wednesdays. Wow. But you know what the funny thing is that... You can actually sit in a Canadian cigar lounge? And yeah, Montreal yeah. is carved out. Is Montreal that right? is Quebec. Quebec City. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, it's totally carved out from everything else. Interesting. It is. And it was a, a really good experience. The drinks wow. are not that expensive. Although I must say that I, I have my opinions about Manhattan's and Old Fashioned. And they, they seem to use a little bit of, uh, you know, the... Like I prefer, uh, you know, my old fashions and Manhattan's with sweet vermouth. Over there, they use a bit of half and half, or you know, they would even go in, you know, use uh, the what do you call it, uh, the, the the drier vermouth, which did not make sense with Manhattan's or thing. So, but but having said that, I think the cocktails could, uh, you know, uh, at least at this particular land, because we did go to a place uh, which is one of the world's uh, best known cocktail lounge which i can discuss later but i do want to talk about the cigars over there so the cuban cigars which were available in the humidor you could walk into the humidor and pick one firstly they were all banded by yep uh the a generic brown bands. neutral mm-hmm. they're covered generic they're covered you know yeah and i've never understood why because why would a government say hey listen you have all these cigars and it's for they don't want to uh it's really from a marketing perspective, they want to really subdue the marketing so that people are not attracted to smoking. That's the reason we got. Oh boy. But every Cuban cigar was covered with like a brown plain wrapper. Yeah, it's dumb. It's it really dumb. is dumb. It has like a it has like a dark green, light brown band, yeah, right? It's, yeah. And it's a generic font and they cover all the bands. But they, they label the cigar name, right? So you know what yeah, they, so it's they the, do. It's the name and the and the and the uh, and the and the and the, and the, Vitola. And the, okay. and the original and the original label is below it. So mm-hmm. it's like really strange. So here's a question. They, they would go through the effort to do that. Let's yeah. say you buy one of those cigars, can you take that generic band off or do you have to smoke it with it on? They do remove the band. Oh good. They do. Yeah. I mean ca- so, Canadian people. It's Crazy. Are, Canadian Canadian people are so wonderful. Mm-hmm. They're so they are really wonderful people. However, the government and you can quote me and print it <laughs> is is absolutely completely completely crazy. The amount of resources that are going into just doing that, I was like shocked. Crazy. What's like, crazy? Do you know what's crazy about it is they make. They make Habanos do it prior to import. Oh, really? Oh, and wow. what that's done now is, and I'm this is going to be a setup to a question for you, is it's actually cut down the number of Vitolas that Habanos is willing to import into the country. So instead of having the whole catalog, mm-hmm. they've reduced it to 20 or 30 cigars that they banned in Cuba 
with those bands, they add the additional band as required by the the Canadian government. That's kind of what they want. Yes. And import, so, I know that, but that's kind of what they want. That's kind of like what they, they want to limit the market. But having said that, I'll tell you, you would go there and you knew, I knew every cigar there. There were the Partagas, there was H. Upman Twos, Montes, all the, you know, I guess, uh, you know, the major brands of the top the six global, brands. How much? They were all available. What did you pay for a cigar? So, so now, I'll, now, now this is where it gets really interesting from the, the pricing perspective. The like a Monte Two was 82 Canadian dollars. Wow. What? It's like $70. That's like what, 60, 70 US? 67. Wow. What? um, The The taxes. Yeah. So. Oh my God. The, uh, they had, uh, they did have the Partagas Maduro, number one, 85. Oh my God, Um, man. The oh, that's a killer. So most of them are between eighty and ninety Canadian yeah, dollars. It's, of it's the, killing their. Oh, ki- oh, they kill. They, they kill things. This is a. It's where things go to die. Yeah. I mean, like, 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 for real. I mean, I'm not trying to like be harsh, but it is. Think about it. Yeah. Canada has their entire armed forces. Okay, take all their military branches and put them together. It's fifty thousand. The NYPD has <laughs> has sixty thousand. The NYPD alone the has city, sixty thousand. The city cops can beat up the Canadian officers. army. In other words, like 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 you know. Just and the I, MTA. And, and by the way, I want to. <laughs> hey, but you know, my my father had two oh, had two in Toronto and in Montreal had two offices, businesses, private businesses in Canada. Um, listen, great country. But the people are fantastic. However, uh, making money there is virtually impossible. Um, it's very, very difficult, wow. and um, it's it's. Uh, <laughs> Pagoda. But now, but now I do have to tell you this: the lounges were packed. I was about to ask how crowded were the lounges. Pre- and right. now the other interesting story was. We saw a lot of young people buying the cigars. Spending really? that kind wow. of money? And wow. now, now I'll be very honest. I saw there were groups of five. They were buying two or three cigars and they were splitting it. Oh. Wait a minute, what? Wait, so wait, I saw wait. a lot of young sharing. crowd. Cutting them in half? No, they were just they smoking. Were sharing. They were sharing. Cutting them in half. No, they were sharing it. Right, so instead of like if there was this a group is, of five or that's six, all, that's awful. If this is anti cigar. So I like, mean, like, anti everything we stand like for. Like if Russia decided to like and like 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 not, not it, every like group, invade, but I'm just saying is you did see that. I hear you, but if like Russia decided to invade like Canada, they're just like depending on us to just <laughs> come on in and just help them. It's almost like they're grubbing on us, like. <laughs> like, like my whole, like, I'm not trying I mean, to you're be not a wrong. dick, but, but, but That's it's like, whole okay, you're only going to have 40, 50,000 yeah. people in your military. it completely be underfunded just to know but, that, but, that, that, that if anybody, like if, if like, like if, if it was Red Dawn and just, you had people <laughs> parachuting into your country and, and ships rolling in, who would, who are they coming to? United States, baby. But that's the point. You want uh, you want an ally who's dependent on you. It's genius, I guess. So here's so here's my thing. But yeah. what, what's but inter- I don't think it's fair to us. Well, <laughs> I think what's it, interesting I think about your experience is that you had the best experience that you could possibly have in Canada, as far as procuring and smoking cigars, because outside of Quebec, 
you can't smoke anywhere in public at any time for any reason. Even if you're sitting in your driveway, it's oh, really? a problem. I didn't know that. I have either. Canadian friends through the hobby here, through the podcast mm-hmm. that I've met. These guys smoke in their garage, and they're like nervous that a neighbor's going to report them. Oh my! For goodness. smelling smoke. My goodness. This is this is lunacy. It's lunacy. This is this it, is. It, it's a country. It's so. It's it's, it's crazy, and it's like <laughs> so to hear what the experience you had, despite the prices. I mean, that's obviously a a, a mark in the 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 positive box, but. Most of Canada, I mean, it's terribly prohibitive. So I do, I do have to tell you that they did have a lot of Nicaraguans as well, and they were also covered. So they changed even the boxes and they put them in really bare minimum boxes. In Cardboard. Fact, they were telling us <laughs> that a lot of the cigars come in these packs. You know how you get these ten packs without a box, yeah, and they'll just place them. That's what's happening over there. Uh, the Nicaraguans and all were around thirty Canadians, so. There was a little bit of affordability there, but I think people just gravitated towards the Cubans regardless because people like to experience that. But but the lounges were packed, meaning it was busy. I have a, quite, I have a, a lot of women, a lot of women smoking cigars. Wow. That's great. That's wow. the other thing. That's great. I have a question for you on Nicaraguans and Dominicans. Did you see most of the brands that, that you would reach for? Did you see Padron? No. Did you see Placencia? Did you see... Davidoff, what like no, there were no, there were none of the premium uh, brands which we smoke over here. But uh, you know, there were a few that we obviously recognize. Well, uh, uh, you mentioned Upman twos and so on. That's pretty so, premium. So, by the way, the H Upman two was uh, probably one of the cheapest Cubans over there. What around fifty five or sixty bucks? The Upman two was Canadian. Yeah, that makes yeah. no sense. And how much was the Monty two? Monitor was 80, 82. Wow. 82. 80, 95, actually, maybe. That is crazy. Or 81, 95. That's crazy, man. Smoke better young. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But but they say, but you know, I asked them, are you selling cigars, right? And the guy said, yeah. When you'd be surprised that, you know, they get shipments every Wednesday to, you know, replenish their stock. What You know what bums me out for, you know, Canadian lizards, right, is... Let's say you're a fan of a certain, you know, uh, Partagas or a certain Chapman Cuban Marca, cigar, yeah. you know, like the 898. Like those cigars are just not being imported to you anymore. And if you, for some reason, decide to buy them from a private seller and import them, like just like Miami coming in or shipping into Miami, they're going to find those cigars. You're going to pay the two or 300% import tax on them. And you've, you create like, this situation where it's like so prohibitive to not only get, but to pay for the cigars you want to smoke. And by the way, Cuban cigars are legal there. Here we are in the United States where there, yeah. there's an embargo and it's illegal and we can get them for nearly a third of the price. We're, we're very fortunate. No, we are. Although I do have to say, we, we, we went to a bar called the Cloakroom, which is one of the really well-known, uh, you know, uh, bars for cocktails. It's like there's very small seating, like only 25 seats. But over there, there's no menu. You go there and you say, hey, listen, the the guy comes to you. He asks you, what are the flavors you like? And he'll make something for you and bring it back. It was fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah, the yeah. food there is really good. The, the food and, was great. And the, and the yeah. people are just... Friendly. The, the, they're so friendly, and the the people are so fantastic. And uh, but but you know the, the some of these rules and regulations are just uh, 
I think over the top. You know. Well, I'm glad you had a good trip, Pagoda. No, thank you. Yeah, Despite no, everything. Excellent. Yeah. yeah. I'm, you know, and I, just, think, I think, you know, the lizards should go down there like for a weekend. It's a great weekend trip because there's really good food. I'll bring my own cigars. There's good cigars. <laughs> no, and by the way, so you can bring your own cigars and no cutting fee. Wow. So that's I must great. say that. That's, good. that's great. Now we're You know, the drinks are cheap, right? And, you know, uh, I think the Canadian dollars are around 130 or 135, 140 to a dollar. So it's significantly cheaper for, for the Americans anyway. Yeah. So, boys, we're in the second half now of the Placencia Almafuerte Salamonis Generation 5. What are you guys thinking? It's leveled off. Yeah, mine's taking a turn for the better. Yeah, it's at I this mean, point. It, ha- it wasn't never bad for me. It's kind of leveled and it's coasting right now. There were about two inches of it that were kind of eh for me, but it's definitely picked. It's oh. definitely in the better direction now. Okay. Yeah, I, I think to Gizmo's point, the first third was very full in flavor. The second third, the start of it, the flavor is getting muddled. And then now it's kind of picked up to being more pronounced. Uh, but as I think we've been saying, it's very kind of one one note one note throughout. Yeah. It's a long cigar. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, Senator, how was your trip uh, to Jamaica? Oh, yeah. Oh, Jamaica was fantastic. Dude. Um, that was my first time there. Uh, I mean, the island itself, just just beautiful. Uh, went with my family, um, my uh, my young son. That was kind of our, our first vacation with him, so that was an experience. He did, thankfully, remarkably well. Um, but we rented a, a villa and uh, just had stunning views and just a great time. Um, the people there, I mean, my God, like the hospitality. Yaman. Yaman. <laughs> Respect, man. I mean, just it's so great. Like you leave a tip for someone there and they just I mean respect man like they're yeah. just so polite it, it's that, it's so refreshing when you come from that was the first here. time you were there yeah it's wow. wow. a wonderful wow. place yeah that's cool um i went with my wife and son and uh my parents came which was great but uh we had a blast um i was so surprised so uh we were in the montego bay area and uh there's an lcdh there I was looking this up. There are actually three LCDHs in Jamaica. Wow. Which is insane because I have visited a ton of places in the Caribbean and you will never see more than one LCDH on an entire island. Mm-hmm. China. Um, China, buddy. They've infiltrated the entire island. That is true. There's a there's a big Chinese influence. There's been a lot of I mean, there are there are lots of like Chinese Jamaicans. What? Um, in the sense that, oh, yeah, J- Jamaica's like a melting pot. It's like really My crazy. It's goodness. like in some ways like... India, Indian, Indian Jamaicans, Indian Jamaicans, Irish Jamaicans. It's exact. Irish, you just named like the what top the three heck? outside of America. Indians, exactly Irish, right. and uh, Chinese. Chinese. Yeah, there's a ton just historically over many, many, many years time. Generational. ton of immigration in Jamaica. That. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. But um, when we were in Montego Bay, I saw there was an LCDH... Right down the street from it was a cigar lounge, this like cool, like blacked out place, like cigar lounge. It was hard because with my very young son and just finding time to be able to slip out to go to these places, mm-hmm. not so easy. But um, the funny thing, I was looking up the LCDHs, so uh, uh, Rooster and Pagoda will appreciate this. The um, I mentioned there's three of them. There's one in Montego Bay, one at, right where we were staying um, at Half Moon Resort, which is this beautiful resort. And we were at these villas just like kind of looking uh, over it. And then the third is in Falmouth. But apparently one guy owns two of these LCDHs in Jamaica and he's Indian. Uh, the guy's name is Raj Sablani. Um, Cindy. Okay. Yeah, right? I love to call Danny for this. Sublani. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he's been in the cigar business for over 20 years. It says he's attended all of the Habanos festivals since it's 
first one. You want a crazy story? Uh-oh. You met him? Did you meet him? I sat next to him. Amazing. Wow. At the gala dinner. Get Amazing. Out of town. Amazing. To so he owns two of the three LCDHs in Jamaica. And it says he met with Fidel Castro several times, has served on tasting panels of new cigars introduced by Habanos. Cool. He's like a, a pretty big deal. And he's so industry. awesome. Oh, that's great. So wow. chill. Yeah, he was at my table. You That's are great. you are a global cigar insider. <laughs> <laughs> you are from Australia. I'm, I'm dead serious. I sat right like he was literally to my left. Wow, yeah. that is awesome. It's yeah. for the, the Caribe Festival, yeah, at the gala the, dinner for, for the Habanos Festival. There you go. In March, yeah, yeah. So yeah, there's a big cigar culture uh, in Jamaica, which is nice. Very smoke friendly. I mean, the villa we stayed at, like you could basically smoke anywhere you want, except inside, of course. But tons of outdoor space for it, which is nice. Um, so yeah, I hope to visit again. I, I had a blast. Uh, the pictures you sent were I was about to amazing. Oh, Beautiful man. photos. Stunning. I love Jamaica. That's where we did our honeymoon. Oh, and cool. It was so That's awesome. great. And like the, to echoing your comments, just the hospitality, hmm. the, you know, everyone was so just the vibes were, 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 were just awesome. And you mentioned the culture. food center. Back, Senator was backtracking. Awesome, right? oh. Back, oh, well, backtracking a little bit. Have you ever heard an Irish jamaican accent no it's the funniest thing you'll ever hear in your life <laughs> it is so hilarious look it up on youtube it's so funny sorry i had to get that in there he said youtube by the way I no, know. The, the, uh, <laughs> but to ben, rooster got excited when he said <laughs> he, did. Uh, he lit up like a christmas tree over here <laughs> yeah um, I, sh- I, I should be talking about a joke over here but i, I was in the other lounge uh matador which is in around the roslyn area roslyn heights long island and uh, you know, we were talking, and then one of the guys over there starts speaking the Jamaican accent, and he he starts talking about a joke, and he says, apparently, um, this guy asks a Jamaican guy, he says, "Hey, do you can you use a dandelion in a sentence? Have you heard of the joke? It's it's like one of those things." And the Jamaican guy comes up and he says, "Yeah, man." It's uh, the cheetah run faster than the lion. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know why? Uh, the Jamaican dad joke. <laughs> I'm not very funny at this, but you know, it's it's a lot of cigar smokers at the lounge who will appreciate this joke. And they do listen to our podcast. So, you know, uh, cheers to you guys uh, at the Matador Lounge. It's great. But yeah, highly recommend visiting. It, it was. So you were in Montego Bay, right? That's yeah. where you were. Yeah, we were in this place that's called uh, Spring Farm Estates. It's um, like this gated community of uh, villas that are mostly for uh, for rental. And uh, oh my God, just the views, absolutely stunning. Cool. And we've been very, I mean, we've been to the Maldives, Greece, so many different, and tons of places in the Caribbean. Easily one of my favorite places. Did you get to have any uh, Appleton? Oh yeah, plenty yeah. of Appleton. Um, I mean, the rum, we've done the 12 year, which is obviously excellent. Um, and then, you know, so J- Jamaica uh, rum punch is a uh, you uh-huh. know, very popular drink. I love rum punch. Oh, too. it's great. It's one of my favorite Me drinks. Too. I great. hate it so much. Come on. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, oh, it's just, had bad oh I love it. No, it's just, well, the rum, it's just, it's, they use dark, dark rum. In the, no, in those, no, no, no. Yeah, Not clear. in Jamaica. It's supposed to be no, clear. No. So they use two kinds of rum. So a Jamaican rum, they're, every island has their own rum punch, but like real rum punch is Jamaican rum punch. And it's two kinds of rum. It's a white rum, which imparts actually most of the flavor in it. And it's a brand called Ray and Nephew, which actually owns Appleton. It's like the biggest rum distiller in Jamaica. The thing with Ray and Nephew, when you have real Ray and Nephew rum, it's highly overproof. 
<laughs> it's very strong. So you got to be careful when you're drinking rum punch in Jamaica. In the sun. Oh my God. Oh. It's Dehydrated. Oh. So they do they do Ray and Nephew white rum. I'm getting sick. And right? then yeah. a little. <laughs> Can a somebody little, get Grinder a bucket? <laughs> <laughs> and then some Appleton aged dark rum to smooth it out. Mm. Um, and then everything else that obviously goes into rum punch. But uh, Ray and Nephew is kind of the, the secret. And uh, yeah, it'll you, you'll get tuned up very fast. I like it. And the Blue Mountain coffee. Oh my God, the coffee is incredible. So did you bring any back? So no, and I'm an idiot oh. because so, I didn't want to say it, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Number one, Blue Mountain coffee is absolutely incredible, and it's so funny because like you know all these hipsters that are you know big on these coffee shops and stuff here. Rooster, he's pointing to Rooster. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like it's you know true. many years ago, all of a sudden it was like Blue Mountain Coffee was like this big discovery. Like it, you know, it's like anyone that's been to Jamaica or any of these places, like Blue Mountain Coffee has been a big thing for a very very long time. It is the thing about Blue Mountain Coffee. If you like like a, a a nice like rich flavored coffee, but super smooth, there is not an ounce of it's bitterness. It's not acidic. At all. Right. At all. It's so smooth. Wow. I even, because I mostly drink decaf, I'd gotten a decaf uh, Blue Mountain coffee. It was incredible. I honestly, some of the best coffee in the world hmm. um, right there. So everything from the drinks, the food was amazing. We went to this place, um, Sugar Mill. It's at the Half Moon Resort, which is where one of this guy's LCDHs is. And um, oh my God, it's like total fine dining experience. I couldn't believe you walk in there. You literally feel like you're in a Bond movie. Like my wife just looked at the bar. She's like, this looks straight out of a movie. Like <laughs> everybody's in bow ties. Oh, that's cool. The manager's in a white jacket with a bow tie. It, it's just- I'm in a black t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> it's like super high end and it's built on this old sugar mill and it's all outdoor seating. Just the food was incredible. Uh, we had a really great time, so I, I can't recommend it. That's enough. awesome, cool, good for you. Oh yeah. So I got to ask you a question because we've we talked about Cuban coffee when we did our Cuban recap episodes. How would you compare Cuban coffee to Jamaican coffee? So Cuban coffee, I would describe as stronger than Jamaican coffee. Jamaican coffee is much smoother. Um, I think like Cuban coffee is meant to be drank in small quantities and like Jamaican coffee, you could drink like any time of day. It just, the versatility is much different. The strength varies also. The Cuban coffee, you know, like you said, it's typically espressos. Yeah. Double cortados. Cortado, yeah. 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 And, and the, it's more acidic. Mm, it the is. The Blue Mountain coffee is very little. It's uh, not, so not smooth. I mean, smooth. man, I can't emphasize it. It's just delicious. So when you were smoking cigars, what were you pairing with it in the morning versus at night? So in the morning, always coffee. So I'd have coffee and like a QD50 or like some small partigas. Um, in the afternoon, you know, some rum punch or I was making painkillers, which if anyone's been to the uh, British or U.S. Virgin Islands, uh, the drink was in, was created in the British Virgin Islands at a bar called the Soggy Dollar Bar. St. John's. Uh, no, no, yeah. the British Virgin Islands. Oh, the British, okay. Uh, this is, um, I think it's in... Uh, Tortola? Joost van Dyke. Oh, okay. Um, and it's a Soggy Dollar Bar because basically like the way most people come to visit it, you have to take a boat in. So like we had chartered a boat from St. John in the U.S. Virgin Islands out to BVI. The boat pulls up, you swim to the bar which oh, is on the beach like that's that. pretty sick so that's like, awesome and you can only pay in cash so like literally like your wet dollars wet are dollar wet. It's like wet so the soggy <laughs> dollar bar everybody oh, rolls up with wet cool. money and uh they created the uh the painkiller which is 
uh, dark rum, pineapple juice, orange juice, creme de coconut, and fresh grated nutmeg on top. Oh my god! And um, they use Pusser's rum. That's kind of how it was created. Um, on St. John, uh, Cruzon is usually their rum because that's distilled in St. Croix. But I was making in Jamaica with Appleton 12, and oh my God, it was incredible. See, the problem is the soggy bill, whatever it so- is. Soggy dollar. Soggy bar. dollar. The problem is <laughs> swimming back to the boat after yeah. seven oh. painkillers. You're not going to. Seven. 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 Oh, uh, am I wrong? Yeah, am I wrong? Because the thing is, the happy hours are crazy in the in the Caribbean. Like when I'm in St. John or in the, even in BVI, like normally, let's say, and they're still not expensive. The normal price is like ten dollars for a painkiller, but during happy hour they have them for like three dollars. Mm-hmm. So you so literally end problem. up having seven of them. And mm-hmm. there's like a tw- there's like a twenty percent shrinkage rate of the customers coming back from the, <laughs> from the bar because they dr- they drowned when they were swimming. Oh back. boy, <laughs> they need assistance. <laughs> so usually that, and then at night just some um, like Appleton, like Neater on the rocks uh, with uh, a New World, something a little fuller. But uh, oh yeah, nice. a lot of smoking there. I brought sixty cigars for the week. It was, oh. it was great. Wow! But that was for you and your dad. That's yeah. right, thirty a piece. Yeah, that's awesome. Ooh. Good for you, Senator Senior. Partake. Oh yeah, and and did, did this is your, this is your homeland as well. That's right. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Man. I have Jamaican heritage. Yeah. That's right. Mm. Did that's you have excellent. any uh, jerk chicken? Oh yeah. Oh my god. So we had uh, it was a fully staffed villa. So we had like a staff of six for everything. It was a. Uh, was a butler, chef. He was slumming maid, it, Bam. Oh, I know he was. <laughs> driver. It was incredible. And the chef was awesome. Oh, my God. The jerk chicken, incredible. incredible. Wow. I love, wow. I love incredible. jerk flavor, like oh. seasoning. Oh, yeah. So in that situation, can you literally, like, you wake up in the morning, you have your breakfast, and then you say, hey, we want lobster tonight. Yes. Like, that's what you're able to that's do? That's what you're able to do. And then wow. the butler, he goes to the market, he gets fresh lobster, Whatever We're else going you to want. Jamaica. Oh, dude, Comes I'm back, all in. Chefs makes it. It's incredible. <laughs> I'm all in. Wow, it's incredible. That it's sounds amazing. That's fantastic. Yeah, we need a family vacation they, anyway. Yeah. They, they do service. <laughs> they do service very well, and like their butlers are all like professionally trained butlers. Mm. Like they have like accreditation services, and like everyone's. Like they have butler schools there and everything. Well, I I was the butler school when we were at our villa. <laughs> oh boy, we, we had we had some Are, issues. Is anyone in the room surprised? Well, I am not. We good had man. Some issues. Good man. We had some issues. The good owner man. of the villa though was this incredibly nice uh, woman who uh, she's got a great story. I won't get into it, but uh, we had a few hiccups early on. Just with the the chef, outstanding. I gave her the biggest tip. So you basically you tip the staff. Um, it's kind of you know, Grinder. I've talked about this show. Uh, I, Oh, at least my wife got uh, me watching during the pandemic uh, Below Deck. On, oh, don't on couch Bravo. it. You watch Below Deck. Yes, he no, was. <laughs> How many times has he texted many. I'm watching Below Deck? <laughs> many and, times. And every okay. person that's watched it said it's entertaining. But With anyway, a notebook next to him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if you charter a yacht on Below Deck, basically whatever you pay for the charter, usually tip like 15% of what you pay. It's the same when you rent a villa like this that's like fully staffed. So like the tip is 15% of the total value. So it's a very significant tip. Um, like obviously, you know, four figures plus and the, the staff based on their position gets a, a percentage of it. So like the butler and chef get the highest percentage of the tip. They get 30%. This is when you're renting a yacht, right? Same as when you're renting the villa. No, but four saying. figures on a tip. Yeah. For the villa. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, overall. Yeah. 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 Wow. It's a staff they, of six people. Six people. Okay. Renting a yacht okay. is like $50,000. Yeah. I know. Oh, you're yeah, not worried so. about a tip if you're renting a yacht. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, oh, sorry. The yacht, it's a smaller percentage on a yacht because you're not actually tipping 15% of what those go for. But when you're staying in a villa like this, you're tipping <laughs> at least 15% on like the total price that you've paid. Okay. Um, but the the chef was outstanding. Uh, she got the biggest tip by far, uh, Chef Beverly. But the butler, we had some hiccups. I spoke to the owner. We had to have some things straightened out. So oh I, I provided a lot of the, the oh training. Oh, boy. But to your point is, you were asking like how this works. Like You basically, like you wake up in the morning, you tell the butler, like I want breakfast at 9, I want lunch at 1.00. I want dinner at seven. Here's what I want. You like build a menu with him based on your preferences. Um, they bring That's you drinks. You I know, love that. You're I sitting out it. at the pool. You know, Desmond, another rum punch. Oh, I love this. Oh my God. I need this. I like the way you said Desmond. Desmond has a barrel in the marketplace. <laughs> so my, my, my butler's name was Jermaine. And he used to go, Jermaine the butler. <laughs> like we'd call him up and be like, Jermaine, he's like, Jermaine, your butler. And he would be so happy to serve us. It my, was the best. My luck my, my luck, my guy would be named Billy. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy because there's even a gardener and like a pool guy. And there was this beautiful mango tree there. And uh, he was telling us, he's like, oh man, we just, he's like, the guests that were just here the week prior, he's like, all these ripe mangoes um, were just falling off the tree and they were serving with breakfast. And um, he's like, I haven't really seen that many ripe ones. And then we look and at the way top of this huge tree are some like beautiful ripe mangoes. And of course the gardener climbs the tree himself wow. all wow. the way up to the top picks these why fresh mangoes for our it? breakfast. Why didn't you do it? Well, I gave him an extra tip for oh, it. He was yeah. a very good guy. I took care of him. but um, That's off the charts. It was a great experience. And just you. when you have a kid as young as mine, like for me, that's why this, this setup was ideal. The idea that someone is taking care of every need imaginable and all I'm focused on is my son, it was exactly what we needed. That's fantastic. Wow. Good for you. Oh, yeah. The lizards are traveling the world, they man. Are. Pagodas nice in Montreal. Yeah. I was I was in Denver for less than twelve hours. <laughs> <laughs> you got tortured by United. I was I was in Newark last week. <laughs> <laughs> that was yeah. well, different I will experience. Say, vacations aside, we do have another occasion. Oh, we do another occasion. We do a big occasion. Bam's turning twenty-five. Oh yeah, <laughs> again, <laughs> again. You never again. ask a man his age. No, uh, it's impolite. That's exactly right. Ah, <laughs> uh, you didn't have to do that. Listen, as we do on the podcast, mm. we we don't play games with birthdays around I here. I didn't bring this back from Jamaica, but I thought Bam uh, would appreciate this for the occasion. Oh yeah. Oh, is that a growy? Paul Roger. Oh, Paul Roger. Okay. Are you a grower or a shower? <laughs> the official birthday champagne, champagne. of the Lounge Lizards That's podcast. That's exactly right. That's right. Wow. Here comes the saber. Here we go. Oh, my God. <laughs> I think you have to point it at him regardless. Ladies uh, and gentlemen, please welcome Garcon to the podcast. <laughs> Garcon is rested, vacationed, and ready. <laughs> so could, could as Garcon opens it up. Let's down the drinks. Bam, what's uh, <laughs> yeah. Bam, what's your plan for the birthday tomorrow? Uh dinner with uh Mrs. Bam Bam and the two uh junior Bam Bams. Excellent. Yep. And then uh Saturday, just the the wife and I. Oh nice. Okay. Yeah. Keeping babies. it light. Yep. Good for you. Absolutely. Low key. Yeah. Love it. Always. Low key is the best way. that's that's the way to go. A hundred percent. Absolutely. Totally. 
Okay, you here know, he is. As I'm doing this, I really <laughs> wish I would have had Chef De- uh, sorry, Butler Desmond savor <laughs> a bottle. So just a thing for vacation for me, every single morning I have to have champagne and like mimosas. It's just like everyday standard. It's totally normal, but so go ahead. My first trip, you like pre-stock stuff at the villa. You tell them like the first day and a half what you want. And then you can place the order for the rest. You can either have the butler just do the shopping or you go with him if you want to like pick certain cuts of fish or meat or things like that. Obviously, I'm particular, no surprise. So I went with the butler shopping. Wait, you and the butler went together? Shopping? Shopping? Yeah, the driver took us to the supermarket. We didn't get any pictures of that. No. (laughs) (laughs) But but while you're doing that, I got to tell you this, that we went to a place for brunch called Mimosas in Montreal. And all we had was mimosas. And... I've realized that our podcast is, you know, pretty influential in its own right, where a lot of the lizards are turning into champagne drinkers. That's right. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. There we go. All right, Pooba, take it away. Well, here, here he is. He's got the sword out. <laughs> Let me protect he's myself. Mo- he's moving his microphone. Can you aim at a pagoda, please? Uh, <laughs> as moving his microphone. I'm moving his microphone. He, uh, he's, he's sliding. He's aligning it. Oh, Rooster. <laughs> <laughs> Aim for pagoda, please. Oh, oh, he missed. We had a misfire. Hey! hey! Wow! <laughs> Happy birthday wow. to you, Bam. Thank you so much, guys. Bambito, baby. Right. Pass pre- glasses, boys. Fantastic, guys. Pre-planning off yeah. the charts. Bam. Off the charts. That's for him. Oh, That's thank for you. Him. Thank you so much. I gotta say, and I'm sure we all will, but I am a huge fan of Bam Bam. Oh, this you. guy. Oh, come on. I love this guy. I love you. We love Bam. We've loved. We love Bam. We've traveled the world with Bam. Indeed, and uh, he's a great guy, great friend, and uh, I'm very happy that we're uh, sabering champagne tonight in your honor. I love you all for your 25th birthday. Thank you so much. That's right. <laughs> That's right. I did want to say a lot of things, but I'm going to keep quiet. It's about that. You know, honestly, the, the the Paul Roger has become a special part of our lives, huh? Yeah. Oh, come on. What's great about having so many guys on the podcast is we get to do this seven times a year. It's a treat. And New Year's eight. Eight. Yeah, that's true. Oh, sorry, man. Senator, you gave me a... <laughs> you this up. Yours, yours, yours is on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. It's a good thing Rooster doesn't drink. <laughs> we love Rooster. All right, boys. All right. Cheers. Happy birthday, Cheers, Bam. Bam. Cheers Love to you. Bam Bam. Bam. Bambito. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you Our so man. much. Thank Cheers, you so brother. much, gentlemen. Love you guys. Cheers. Happy birthday. Love you Cheers. all. Thank you. Thank you so much. Peace and love. Thank Peace you. And love. Thanks, man. I, th- I feel like I should start cleaning this. Uh, shit, it might get sticky and stuff. Or... <laughs> oh, this floor is used to that. There have okay. been a lot mm. of bottles that have touched this floor. Mm. So good. Never disappoints. Oh, this is so good. Oh. I've I've uh, stopped with the cigar, by the way. Have you? Have yeah. you? I just I, how come? This my eyes are taking a beating. And uh. I'm like feeling a little woozy. <laughs> this it's, used to be your favorite cigar. It was never my favorite cigar. <laughs> Let me just... literally <laughs> handed this to me once and said, "This is my favorite cigar. You have to try it." I remember that. That is a lie. That what? is patently false. What? I never said it oh, was my boy. favorite no, no, he cigar. Li- he likes the octagon. I said octagon. I like. I said I like the cigar a lot. It has very unique. Okay, flavors. then you said one of my favorites. I promise you. You said it was one of your. I'm favorites. not. You, you're qualifying your own words here. I never said. <laughs> it was you use the word favorite. I've never I didn't used, want to smoke it. I just I never you said it was one of your favorites. The only reason Alma I smoked Fuerte it. Alma Fuerte and favorite in the same sentence. 
Listen, that's where it came from. The Alma Fuerte. Certainly never. I've certainly never. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I've never used. I'd be honored if you try. I got this whole speech from Grinder. (laughs) (laughs) Practically twisted my arm just to smoke this thing. I don't smoke Lissetia. Well, I I got you to smoke it, didn't I? So, uh, of course, as it goes with birthdays, we have some gifts. Do you? I know Pooba brought a gift. Pagoda, can you hand this to my friend over there? No, I'm not going to hand it to him. I'm, <laughs> I'm taking these. You know the policy. Take one and pass it around. Uh, yeah. No, not with these. Wait a minute. We're not in Montreal anymore. Particus Lusitania. <laughs> yep. And a Sir Winston from 2014. Sir Winston. Oh, oh my God. And Pooba brought you. What What? Uh, what whiskey did you bring? I brought a bottle of Redbreast 12. 12. There you go. One of Which my I favorites. I think he likes. I do like it. Absolutely. Yeah. So Guys, bam. this. Like, Cheers, my friend. Bam, oh, like in Canada, sure. just uh, cut those I'll into cut them in half. pieces and split <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday, Bam. We Thank love you. You guys spoil Cheers, me. Bam. Thank you. This is this is off the charts. Unexpected. I'm so pleasantly surprised. Thank you so much. I can't say enough. I got to go. <laughs> no. <laughs> Amazing. I hope we can do the one and pass with the Churchills. Oh, yeah. Puff, puff, pass. <laughs> puff, puff, pass. So, boys, we are uh, coming to the end here of our pairing tonight with uh, the Alma Fuerte, Salomonas, mm. Generation 5. What's everybody thinking so far? I'm enjoying the cigar. I'm pleasant. I'm well into the last third here. Yeah. A couple inches left. Like, it's totally working for me. I don't hate it. What do you guys think? No, it's good. It's good. It's good. But, you know, it's just <laughs> too big. Well, yeah. Yeah, I don't hate it, but I don't love it. I I think when Rooster made the comment about the size of the cigar, for me, it's it sums up my experience. It's just because it's very one note and very one dimensional, like I don't get I couldn't even pick out more than I couldn't get three notes out of this. Like it gets very boring after a while. So that's the thing. With that size with only two notes, I get bored and tired of it. How long have we been smoking this now? What's I mean, we're four in... hours. <laughs> 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 we're like an hour and a half in. Uh, that's a substantial cigar. Yeah, and that's... I mean, we're, you know, it's, I feel like I'm smoking it fast. Mm-hmm. And had it not been for the conversation and your birthday and everything else, like, I, I don't think sitting in a lounge that this is a cigar that I ever want to have again. Yeah, it's just, it's not, it's not, maybe it's not the size. It's just that it's one dimensional, that it doesn't change much. So if the size, even if it was this size, but if it kind of changed, you know, you would enjoy it more. It's a very smokable cigar, though. Oh, it definitely is. It's a smokable. I mean, we are yeah. smoking it. Yeah. So. And yeah. But, but the size, I do think, is important in this sense because... Because there, it's one-dimensional. But the thing for me is, because you, you were just suggesting that, well, even if it was a smaller size, you maybe wouldn't enjoy it that much. And And I guess my point is, there are a number of cigars that we've smoked that are one dimensional, but some of which we've actually liked the one dimensional flavor that it delivers. But when it's delivering that for two hours, yeah, yeah, you get so bored of it. Where if this were half that, and I was done with this in an hour, and I was sitting in a cigar shop or lounge where I had to buy a cigar, and this was all they had. Okay, for forty five minutes or an hour, could I have that cigar and say that's not so bad? Sure. But after two hours, I'm sitting there saying, I'm sorry. like I'm so disinterested at that point. That's really the issue for me. To me, this is a cigar. You're in a lounge, and people are smoking this, and they're putting it down halfway through. Yep. And this is where you're looking at the ashtrays, and you're seeing a cigar half half smoked, you know, running out of steam, and people are just done with it. 
Yeah. You know what I found is the flavor profile just uh, dissipates completely. Like it's, in fact, uh, I, I think I was getting a lot more flavor in the beginning. And now in the last half, it's even milder than. Really? Yeah. I'm surprised. Typically, like it's supposed to become in strength. Yeah. I'm not getting that. No, I'm not. It losing. definitely hasn't picked up. <clears throat> no. But for me, it hasn't dissipated. No. But it's, it's not mild. No, no. I agree with Senator. It hasn't dissipated for me at all. For me, definitely. For me, it just wasn't compelling in any way. In any, it just wasn't. It didn't move me. It didn't. It it didn't give me that kind of feeling when you smoke a cigar and you kind of go, you know, like okay, like Mm. I can really settle into this. This is really therapeutic. It was. It's you know, just, it, it, it's not for me. The flavor port profile's not for me. The size is not for me. Um, so, you know, it just didn't resonate with me. I could see how somebody could like it. Mm-hmm. You know, when we smoke a, a new world of this size, we're always referring back to the Liga Nine. That's a substantial cigar. We all smoked through that. But to the that's very a good, end. It's really, really good cigar, yeah, though. It's a different cigar. It's delicious. It, it's delicious. So, Even the Pledge it. of Allegiance. I mean, so we, we smoked it all the way to the end. And Smaller it's cigar, a, but yeah. Yeah, so it's like a Robusto. Yeah. That's a Toro. Oh, Toro. Fair mm-hmm. enough. Still. Yeah. So I'm curious. The other side is Grinder. You said you bought four boxes of this. I what, actually bought three. You, I, was, I misspoke. Three. What did, or even three. What did you like? What, what, what worked here for you? Um, I think the first time I had the cigar where i was smoking i was smoking a lot of really um i wasn't smoking a lot of cubans and i was smoking a lot of nicaraguans that were full flavor a lot of padrones um and this was full flavored but it had a little softer touch to it it wasn't it it you guys for your you know you, you you've said it in your in your commentary it's not a full cigar and it had a had that kind of mustiness that I like, and and I bought some boxes. But then I but then at the same time, I started smoking a lot more Cubans with you guys, and then I just went down that rabbit hole. And my, my I changed my palate changed, and I stopped smoking them. That's why this is you know this is the box I have here. It's is a sealed box. Old. And then you started handing <laughs> these out to us. <laughs> no. no, 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 that's not true. <laughs> I I I started handing them out to you when I when 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 I started smoking more Cuban cigars because I didn't have Cuban cigars and I wanted to to give you something as mm. a, you know reciprocity and I didn't have Cuban cigars I wasn't going to to Bon Roberts or Cigar Terminal frequently or mm. you know all these sites I didn't know anything about I Havana's or you know where we get cigars from I, you know so that this was this was the early days of the pandemic we had just become friends and I didn't. And I had this a box of these in there that I wasn't smoking. So, you know, I, I liked it at the time. And then we got into Cubans and then I just, I never really turned around. So mm-hmm. that's fair. But, um, but, you know, it's not a bad cigar. It's not no, a bad cigar. Yeah, I, I'm very not... surprised by the flavor profile that it's not more full than what your eye would lead you to believe it will be. I, I also, the, I liked the, the, the shape for me was was uh, was a bit of a novelty like the salamone it's kind of a unique it's very unique shape like it's not something Mm -hmm. you can roll easily it's got to be hard to roll so i i was appreciative of that yeah they're so beautifully made and the the funny thing is with the cigar you'd think that there'd be a lot of variability and shifts in the flavor 
And I remember at the beginning of this session, I had said, I'm, you know, I'm curious what you guys see in your, in your tasting, because it, on first look, you think, wow, this is going to have some transitions, man. Yeah. You know, because, because everything about it changes, <laughs> the size changes, like, it, you know, it, it, it's very significant. It's going from very, very small to really fat and then tapering back to small. And I thought that was fascinating. And it's, it's the shape itself is a very classic shape. It's been rolled for a long time. It's a novel shape. It's, you have to be a really good roller to make the cigar shape. And I thought that was pretty cool. But the, it doesn't transition. It kind of, it kind of, it, it, it transitions very slightly and it, it maintains that, that flavor profile throughout. And I think that's pretty fascinating that to have a cigar as distinct, as distinct, full stop, as it is with such physical changes in the in the actual composition of the cigar and for it to still taste the same i thought that's pretty cool um so there's that novelty in it for me and and it's not a bad cigar to smoke so you know if you have five hours to burn <laughs> you, know, you can you can sit sit around and and uh yeah. you know smoke your cigar and drink champagne and call it a day i certainly wish it transitioned more there's no question about right. that yeah yeah yeah, or it's like even if it doesn't transition that much. I mean, I think of the Padron 80th, right? Similar shape. That cigar doesn't transition a whole lot. No, it does but not. But it's complex and it maintains that complexity all the way through. And it keeps your interest. That's it, the thing. We're like, if this were just a complex profile, I'd be perfectly fine if the whole way through it maintained that. But it's not complex to start with. That's what I have an and issue you've, with. And you've very specifically held that position, maybe contrary to a few of us, where. Yeah. You're fine. You I love a one act play. You're fine with a one act play yep. the entire way through if it's interesting to you. Exactly. Well, hold on, isn't wouldn't you consider the exclusivo more or less one a one act, a, a one a, note play? Forget the exclusivo. Every padrone is a one act play. Yeah, yeah. And I love padrone. And why it works for me is because I love the profile and the complexity of it yeah. so much that. I don't want it to change. It, I want yeah. that all the way yeah, through. Yeah, but it's, it, it, it the, the the multiple act play is needed when the cigar maybe starts very mild and we need mm -hmm. more flavor. We want that to build and change and grow in strength and flavor. Hmm. Um, and so sometimes there's a ton of utility in that, and I love that. But That's when true. the profile starts perfect, I don't want to lose that. So and, I'm happy to have that all. The and way I think through. there's right. there's something exciting about the journey because if if you get on that cigar train and it goes to different places. You know that's exciting. You're like, where's it going to take me next? You know, I don't know. And and you go through that, and it's you find that it either transitions to better or transitions to worse, and then it transmits. You know, comes back to to where you want it to be. Um, but if you if you if you've landed in your spot and your destination from the point that you light that cigar, then why would you want to go anywhere else? Mm. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I think I think the Cuban the, the you know the Cuban puro is like it takes you in different directions. It does. It doesn't always. Um, but a lot of the times it does, and that's when I think the mystique and it it, it, it draws you in because you, you you will have those those two act sometimes with the Lusitanius the three act play that that, is that, 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 yeah. that where you're like wow like this cigar this cigar started as something and it's actually developed into yeah you know down the stretch something else which makes it you know an interesting thing yeah. this, this this is just not that interesting padrone's consistency and what they <laughs> do is like second to none it's off I, the charts I mean, yeah it's yeah. 
the best in the world in terms of Nicaraguan tobacco, right? I, I mean, I, 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 and I, I, some Cubans are a one act play that are tremendous. Like, sure. I think a D4 is a one act yeah, play yeah, yeah. and it's tremendous. Yeah, totally. I, I would even go as far as I think an Upman 2 is a one act play and it's tremendous. I, yeah. I, I, I have a hypothesis that the more ten, the more aged a cigar is, the more, the one less act. you're gonna, the more one act it's gonna be. I agree. And, I, and I would argue that there's more variability in smoking a cuban cigar because it's less aged and when you age it more you you're 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 more inclined to have those experiences that are that are that are monotone not in a bad way but monotone meaning it's just it's it is what it is it's that that single note and i would say that with padrones they're aging that a lot and the the age brings down some of that variability this one i would argue the same if it truly is 10 years old that a lot of that that transition you know, factor is, has, has yeah, been ameliorated. It's aged out, yeah. And um, and and you see that with larger Cubans, like the larger ring gauge Cubans and the larger, the longer Cubans, you're going to have those transitions because it's a young cigar and there's a lot of tobacco that's going to, there's more opportunity for it to change and manifest itself in new ways. I would be totally happy if a Padron 80th was this size. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> you would totally enjoy that. That's right. right Cause the yeah. profile is perfect. Yeah. I mean, I could smoke that for four yeah. hours and be happy. Yeah. yeah. As it's I have. It's the intensity of the flavors, right? So the, like, I, I know I've been using the word amplitude. It's the amplitude of the flavor profile. It's just great. And I think over here, it's a little milder. And so the question becomes, do you really enjoy the milder flavor profile for a longer period of time or not? Yeah, for me, it's not even just the mildness. It's just that I only get two notes out of this cigar. Yeah. And it's like cocoa and raisin. That's yeah. it. I don't get anything else. Right. How are you feeling about your cigar right now? It's okay. It's okay. Like it's, I, I'm not putting it down. No. But I'm not thinking like, I can't wait to have this again. No, that's true. You know, like it's not bad, but yeah, it's I'm not, not like rushing out saying, not a bad cigar. I need to get a it's box just, of these in my human. Let, yeah. let me, like, you there's can't a, say it's a bad cigar. There's a reason this thing still has cello on the, on the of box. Course. Like I'm not yeah, pulling man. these to, sm to smoke these, you know? And plus this is a, this is a commitment. Yeah. 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 This is a time commitment. Like That's, it's yeah. one thing to say, okay, we're recording a podcast. Let's let's smoke the cigar. But to sit down in a lounge and say, okay, I'm going to commit two hours to this, just this, though, just this, yeah, yeah. Because because when you're when we come into the lounge and we're going to have two hours, we're gonna we're gonna do a D four and then we're gonna do a rat. We're gonna play around. We're a gonna little you're bit. gonna switch it up you exactly. Know? And we have that potpourri. Yeah, this is mm -hmm. this is just cereal. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the same smell. Yeah, and I get. I, I guess I get why smokers why people out there would reach for this yeah if this is in their wheelhouse yeah, but yeah it's a perfect to, cigar for them it is but yeah. at the same time i don't it doesn't serve my needs in really any way mm. it's not a bad cigar but it doesn't serve what i need i can think of a thousand different cigars right now that would serve better this is my take on placencia from my very limited experience with it i've only had this black band Alma Forte and someone at our lounge who really likes Placencia gave me <laughs> what said Alma Forte on it. And so I assumed it was the same thing like this, but then I look at it and it has a green band and the wrapper is much lighter than this. And it smoked nothing like this cigar. Um, and my take is both of those cigars, while they're from the same line, though, you'd never recognize it. They're very smooth. Like, this was a very smooth cigar. Sure. There were no rough edges during it. It's very nope. smooth. And I think for newer smokers that 
they light up a placencia and they say, well, this is really smooth. This is much smoother than maybe some of the more entry-level stuff that they've been experimenting with. And so I, I think that's why they gravitate toward this brand. They assume that smooth means premium, et cetera, which is one component of a premium cigar. The, the funny thing is having that other green-banded placencia, it was so even more, this had two notes, that had one, and it was just really. Cedar. And that was like a Robusto, right? Yes. It would, or it might've been a Toro. Okay. And it was just straight cedar, smooth, but just literally one note. And, um, I just, I, 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 I struggle to understand like from a flavor perspective, why folks would be that excited with this. So the only thing I can think of is if you're a newer smoker, you have this and say, well, this is a far smoother de- delivery than I'm used to, and so maybe that's kind of it's not where kicking the you around. Yeah. No, it's not, and it's yeah. a substantial cigar. So when you're in a lounge and you're smoking this, it, it's got a different feel than a shorter little little vitola. Yeah, you're lighting one cigar. You spend yeah. two hours with your friends. You go home. You're exactly happy. right, right. But if you're out on your deck and you're just chilling, I guess yeah. not a bad. That's also a good application, right? For three hours. <laughs> but I'm on a deck. I'm, I'm and like they say in Shark Tank, and for that reason, I'm, I'm out. out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> All right, boys, let's rate our pairing tonight. The Glen Alachi. Okay. Glen Alachi. What I was like. the. Oh, by, by the way, I right. totally forgot about that after the champagne. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? He's absolutely right, by the way. Yeah, the champagne ruined that. It actually energized my smoke, and I wanted to just keep puffing because of the champagne. Yeah. Honestly. And Paul Roger always wins. It does win. All right, you guys ready to do the formal liquor rating? By the way, I'm going to preview for the listener. (laughs) I did pick up some vintage Paul Roger. You did. And we're going to break out for a milestone episode. episode. No way. Very special three-digit episode is coming out. Does champagne actually get better with age, though? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Wow. Listeners can uh, guess which one that is. But some vintage Paul Roger. My man. My eyes are tearing. All right, so you guys ready to do the formal liquor rating on the Glen Alaki? How do you pronounce this? Alaki. Grinder's got the Gaelic. Can you give me the Gaelic as you rub your eyes? No, Alaki. 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 Glen Alaki. Twelve. Sounds very Brooklyn. Sounds like you're from Nepa. Billy Scotch. All right, you guys ready to do the twelve-year age Billy Scotch? Bam, you're up. Yes, I'm gonna give the Scotch a seven. The Paul Roger, I'll give it a ten. Okay, Paul Roger's not on the menu. That's okay. It's a ten. Grinder. I'm giving it a six. Six. Pagoda. Six. Six. Senator. That's that's harsh. It's not even a Scotch. It's tough. I'm between a six. I'm between a six and a seven. Me too. Because you know, I can see where Bam's coming from in the sense that, like, it it was drinkable. It's drinkable. There wasn't anything offensive about the actual taste of it to me. But where I'm going to round down to a six is just the story is so the story is plausible (laughs) and. You are disrespecting fact, Billy right now. Oh, happily. I would, would, would you buy it? The would you buy it? No. The Woodmaster. So how can you recommend it? That's why it would be a six. Because it's like, you know, if I had nothing else to drink, again, I bring this analogy up a lot because I travel a lot like some others here for work. And, you know, it's like if I'm on the Acela or I'm on a plane and this is the option, like this is, I would drink this over Dewar's White Label any day of the week, which is like the Senator. shit that you can get when you're traveling. 100%. Right? Even, that's, so, even, that's like the worst. I would drink this over 
Right, so yeah. you're giving oh, yeah, it a five. <laughs> like, 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 I'm just, I mean, these are the sad options you have when yeah. you're traveling. Well, Black Label, I, I would drink this over a Black Label. <clears throat> so, like, when I give oh, it a come six, on. I no would. Way. No, no way. fucking no. way. <laughs> Don't mess with Indians, buddy. Don't mess with Indians. <laughs> the Black Label knocks you know, the scotch. I'm kidding. I, I don't know. A little bit of ice. I liked it. Even with a seven. Don't go there. Don't go there. Hold on. How much was this bottle? Black Label so much better than this. Way better. Funny. Hold on, hold Puba, on. I love you. All right, thank you. Tranquilo, tranquilo. How much was this bottle? We never discussed that. That's a very good question. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Ninety. <laughs> no. Eighty-seven. I'm saying sixty-eight. No, no, it's way. probably fifty-five. That's my guess. Price is sixty-five. Wow! Yeah. Wow! Yeah, buy a bottle of Johnny Walker that's a Black. Right. One point seven five liters. So, right, that right. that actually, I'm glad that you asked that. It so helps I, me a bit with my uh, rating. I got to re-rate then. Yeah, <laughs> that's a lot of money. It 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 helps me because I was debating between a six and a seven, yeah. and I'm firmly at a six. And I say that because again, I go back to my analogy. If I'm on a plane, train, whatever the case may be. I would definitely take this over a Dewar's White Label or some other really shitty blended <laughs> scotch. Um, but, great, great couching there. <laughs> but um, you know, it's not something I'm going to pursue. And the story is just so ridiculous. And I think we've all said if we had this blind, we wouldn't even recognize it as a scotch. Nope, that's true. Which is problematic for it to Very be true. something that I would like highly, seriously recommend. Highly so, problematic. So, so I know why I'm rated as a seven. We wouldn't the plum and honey. We wouldn't. Even, to, to quote, we Plum wouldn't even honey. recognize it as a scotch. So I'm not even going to say anymore, and I'm just going to give it a six. All right. And let's move on because this is true. It's not good. So I'm also uh. I'm also at a six. And if they offered me Sprite and this on the Acela, I'll take the Sprite. I'll right? take the Sprite. <laughs> With the vodka sidecar. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys. So the formal liquor rating on the Glenology, Glenalaki, I will figure out how to pronounce it before I record the intro, is a 6.2. Okay. AKA. That's, fair. That's a fair score. AKA it rated high. Dog <laughs> shit Jones. That's fair for this thing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it a is. AKA break glass in case of emergency. Exactly. Yeah. That's the only exactly. time you pull this out. Like you have That's nothing right. else. Yeah. This it's like it's fun. like Superstorm Sandy, and you're like, I got a drink for you. <laughs> yeah, horrible. Try it, but don't buy it. Exactly. <laughs> All right, boys. So let's do the formal lizard rating on the Alma Fuerte from Placencia, mm -hmm. the Salomonis Generation 5. I think Pagoda and I are the only ones left smoking. Yeah, I just finished mine. All right. Oh, and, and uh, Rooster. Rooster still has yeah, his. Sorry. Rooster, you're up. So for me, I don't think I would ever buy a box of these, you know, the cigars. So I'm I'm at a, I'm at a six. Okay, Puba. Um, <laughs> it's a seven. Just just, just no. say it, tell I like mean, it is. I mean, tell honestly, like it is. he tell only it smoked like an is. inch of it. By the way, I, I smoked half of it. For me, less I thought than it, half. I, I thought it three point five. Terrible. I'm I'm gonna give it a five, Oof. and that's it. I don't. It's. It had almost zero redeeming qualities for me. I. I didn't like it at all, and uh, I've never liked it. And that's it. Done. Senator, Sorry. I'll give it a six, and it's a six similar to the Scotch in the sense that if I didn't have options, right? I always give the analogy: if I'm in a cigar shop, I have to buy something, and they don't have what I normally smoke. You know, could I have this? And I would only smoke probably half of it 
Um, as Puba claims he did, I'm not sure that that's accurate, no. but I'd smoke half of it and I would say, okay, I got enough of a cigar. <laughs> he knows I'm right. <laughs> he took an inch off and that's it. Two thirds. No. <laughs> and, you know, I'd have half of it and I'd say, okay, I got enough of a cigar fix, but I certainly don't need the second half of the cigar. Is it just going to be the same and not complex enough to excite me? Um, I will say also for what it is, the construction's very good. Mm -hmm. I didn't have any burn burn issues. No. You know, Grinder said this before, and it's true. A Salamone, a Figurado, anything like this is not easy to roll. So they've they've definitely done the job there. It had no rough edges. I'll also give it that. Um, but the flavor is just incredibly boring. That that's really what knocks it for me down to a six. So I'm also at a six. I've been there probably since the second, you know, second third, last third. If, if this was a Robusto, it may have rated a 7 or 8, but the commitment, the price, the time, everything factored in. It was a boring cigar for me. We're going on almost two hours of this cigar tonight. Um, it's just it's just not working in, in its size. You know, it's a 6 for sure. Pagoda. I think it's a 6 uh, for me as well. I, I think considering that this is going to be like a 20 25 bucks stick, please, there's so many other options. Um, the other thing that was really disappointing for me is that I was very excited about trying the cigar again because it's got the beautiful shape, the wrapper. I was uh, looking forward to a stronger cigar. I thought it's going to be more in my flavor profile. It just disappointed me in a lot of different ways. It's hmm. a six. All right, Grinder. This is a bit of a uh, an interesting rating for me because... Um, well, because I've I've recommended the cigar to you guys before, uh, I've given the cigar to you and to forced you guys. us to smoke it. Forced, forced, <laughs> no, forced but, you. Know, you. But, but you know our flavor profiles have they continue to change. You have got to remember that. I know. Well, that that's, that's fair. That's, not me. That's an excellent segue. <laughs> no, not Puba for sure. So for you know for me, the cigar I've enjoyed the cigar in the past. I've I still enjoy the cigar. It's definitely not a cigar that I smoke um regularly and uh you know every, every all your points are valid i don't there's there's qualities in it that i find redeeming and i really search for but they're very fleeting like there's a mustiness that i like in my cigars i had that in the beginning and then it just was obliterated and then the rest was kind of left you know whatever i've had so many good cigars that are over and above it that are less money that's less money and more flavor, more enjoyable experience. And if I were to go into a cigar lounge or a cigar shop and uh, to say to somebody, okay, here's your choice. You can have a Rocky Patel or a, uh, I don't know, uh, Arturo Fuente Green Label or whatever <laughs> it's called, like the, you know, whatever, and, you know, all the typical cigars you see in these humidors, even the one we're at here. And one of them was an Almaforte. I'd be like, yeah, that's probably a, that's probably a better cigar than some of these that you're looking at. That's true, you know. And it was made well, and it is one of their mark. You know, it's one of their key marcas, uh, not marca, but key cigars that they're marketing. Uh, so, to, all in that consideration, I'm giving it a seven, not giving it a six. It's not, you know, it's not something I'd smoke again. But it's very well made. It comes from a great manufacturer. Um, despite some of the other brands that they manufacture for, um, and they've done well with it. And I would say it's, it's, yeah, you're not going to do wrong as a new cigar smoker for us. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm probably never going to smoke these again, unless I 
unless what are you I gonna feel... do with that box that's well i was trying to smoke i was trying to smoke them tonight (laughs) 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 um but yeah that was so i'm a seven okay you'll sell that box bam someone will buy it so i'm I'm glad he rated it a seven because if he gave it a six i would have given it a seven because i think the five brings it under a six I think it's right. got. We just want your rating. Don't no, don't no. do this whole. Uh, yeah, you I'm rated it this, so I got to rate that because we honestly, care about your rating. That's the cigar. All. It's not. It should rate over a six, not under. So I'm going to give it a six. He gave it a seven. I'm happy with that rating. I think when you calculate it all, it'll no, be, no, it'll bam, be over. No, I'm going to take issue with this. I'm going to take issue with this. Please do. Forget the composite score. The this, question is, what are you for related? you, is this a six or a seven? I what, am between a six and seven. Yeah, 20 let's to say 25. you're the only one on the pod. Right. What's your rating? What I, should it get I think from a you? Six, because of the cost, I, I am going to go with a six. Okay. I'm that's all I care about. Yeah. That's your rating. Yeah. You guys just strong armed him into a little bit. No, yeah. No, no. <laughs> he was intimidated. <laughs> just no, no, the opposite. The opposite. He gave it a six initially, and I was worried that he yeah. wanted to give it a seven. So I was trying to give him the fair opportunity. Like, yeah. just give it what you rated. Look, it's listen, a, as the listener knows, we're all about fairness. I have to echo a lot of what Grinder <laughs> said. It's an, it's an, exo- it's a very well made cigar. I didn't have any issue with it. I like the flavor. So why'd you give me a six? A, Will I ever a, smoke? He's an eternal optimist. But I am. But this I won't. The, the, so with why, every why a six? I don't I love that. It's like, it's like it, it, he's an optimist. So he loves a, cigars so much. <laughs> his ratings are you, always bro. like, like, bro, like you're 0. The best. 0.7 higher. And he's his right. birthday. He's an eternal and optimist. his birthday. But he okay. gave it a six. That's but no, no. But he gave it a six, which like, like, let's take that. We'll take. <laughs> in other words, like, 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 this could, oh, I, Jesus. if he gave it an is eight, an I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have been, I, this is a little <laughs> bit of an accountability. Yeah. I wouldn't have been surprised. I, I mean, the fact that he gave it a six, I think is a, I think is earnest. All right. Yeah. So, yeah. Right I, I would have thought he would have said, you know, it's a six for me, but because of the plumbinati, it's a seven. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I what that it. means, but okay. <laughs> so boys, the former lizard rating is a flat. 6.0. Okay. That's what it should be. Yeah, 60. Are you happy, Bam? I am. It Did you should... do the math before you rated? <laughs> uh, you know, the, the, the gears were turning. <laughs> it's, it's, not, it's not a lot. It's not complicated. It, it's not, it, look, it's not a bad cigar. It's just not a bad cigar. It's, it's just not a great cigar. It's not a great and cigar. That's, and that's then, the no, problem. No, yeah. six is not a... Re- can I just... It's not a, re- it's not a re- recommend. Make no. a... F- He's right. He's six right. is not a recommend. You're it's right. Not, not for the six price point. Not, not for the price point. A recommend. Yeah. No. no Puba is right. Six is Puba's it's right. smokable yeah. in a pinch. A seven or higher. Seven is a soft recommend. Eight is a recommend. Nine and ten are I very would, strong. I would, are, I would softly recommend the. Oh my god. Absolutely. <laughs> I just. Oh, you did give it a seven. That's fair. I think. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He did. I, I think a six point oh, zero for us is a fair score for the cigar and how it performed Agreed. tonight. Agreed. We've had way worse cigars in the podcast. Yep. We've had incredible cigars in the podcast, yeah. right? A 6.0 is right where this should fall yeah. for the price for everything else. I wouldn't tell any of our listeners to go out and buy it, but for what it gave us tonight, unless they want to smoke it with grinder. Exactly. <laughs> he has a box of 10. He's, he's ready. He gave it a soft oh, recommend. <laughs> soft. Yeah, but a soft. 6.0 is perfect. Yes. So, all right, boys. So on the Glenelacky, twelve years aged Scotch, we got a six point two, and on the Placencia Alma Fuerte Generation Five Salamonis, we had a flat six point zero. I will say my pairings never fail. 
You're right on the money, it, Senator. Six and a six point two match made in heaven. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. And it, it aligns with they're, how we feel about Bam's they're birthday. They're supposed to allocate. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Ouch! I would argue, I would argue, Senator, it was a match Not made nice. in purgatory. But we, <laughs> we could discuss that offline. I'm with you. <laughs> the Paul Roger saved the night. It did. Happy birthday, Bam Bam. Thank you so much. We love you, man. Thank you. Love you too. All right. Great night. Mediocre pairings. And a great birthday for our friend Bam Bam. Absolutely. Happy, Happy birthday. birthday. All right, everybody. We'll see you next week. Keep smoking. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Thanks for joining us. You can find our merch store and ratings archive at our brand new website, loungelizardspod.com. That's loungelizardspod.com. Don't forget to leave us a rating and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. If you have any comments, questions, if you want to reach out, say hello, tell us what you're smoking, email us. Hello at loungelizardspod.com. You can also find us on Instagram at loungelizardspod. We really appreciate your time and we'll uh, we'll see you next week. <laughs>